Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Rise and grind, ladies and gentlemen. It's about to get bumpy. Time to attack and dominate. This is Morning Juice with Brandon Beam and Bobby Carpenter. And here we go on a Thursday, attacking and dominating our way to 9 a.m. every single weekday morning right here on The Fan. Brandon Beam, the general Bobby Carpenter, and of course our fearless leader and producer, Mark the Shark General. We've made our way back here to a Thursday. What's going on, man? Good to talk to you. Oh, Beam, it's great to talk to you. On this wonderful Thursday, thirsty Thursday, if mm. you will. Carolina fell tonight. Yep. Good one. Right on the eve here of the college football championship weekend. See how the Bucks can get a little mm. luck. There's so much in front of us here. And uh, it's going to get a little warmer, allegedly. A little chilly. Maybe get some rain. But I you know what? 50 degrees today. Yeah, yeah. We'll get, get there. I mean, it was, it was quite crispy the last two days. <laughs> oh, yeah. And so hopefully it starts to turn the corner a little bit. Yeah. We, um, we have this like gigantic, I don't even know how to describe it. It's like a parka that goes in the stroller so that we can take young William on walks. Mm. And I was in charge of, you know, putting that on yesterday. And I'm like, does it go over it? Does it go under it? Like, what's, what's the deal here? I finally figured it out after a short YouTube search because I'm like, I'm too stupid to figure it out. And uh, yeah, we took a nice little walk yesterday, man. It's been a while since we've been able to get outside the house. That sucker came in. It's like a fleece lined. Yeah. Like, I don't know. I don't even know how to describe it. Like overall for this stroller seat. It's pretty incredible. How great does that sound? It's like a half hour, 40 minute I think walk we used yesterday. To have one of those. You little zip them in there. Yeah. It's, it's nice. Yeah. We took, we took him on a nice walk yesterday. It was good to get Theo out of the house too. So he doesn't bother us in the middle of the night. And I, I picked William up afterwards. I'm like, are you cold? Like, is he cold? You asked he, him what he say? Yeah. He said, yes, dad, I am. As he take a puff on his cigarette. Um, but yeah, he was, he was like smoking hot. And it wasn't, it wasn't even the fever, man. He was tucked in there. It was nice and cozy. Nice. So that was good. That was a nice, I feel like that was a pretty good purchase that we made. Yeah. All those little deals you zip in, keep them nice and toasty, keep them snug. That'll be great, Beam. That's a nice deal out of you. Did you have a good day yesterday getting in the walk and everything? Yeah. Going? I did have a pretty nice day yesterday, man. Willie was in a good mood. Totally over the fever. We're back down to like 98.9. So, uh, we're good on that front. He's feeling catch much better. fever. I like yeah. It. You can tell, you can tell that he's feeling better. You always tell him to catch the fever. And right. So he did. He did. And then he, uh, I don't, he hasn't given the fever to me or Meredith yet. So I think nice. that's the best win, uh, of them all. But yeah, it was a pretty nice day. Sun, sunshine was out. It was pretty good. Uh, and then settled in. I knew that you were going to watch the Jackets game, so then I settled in to watch the Buckeye basketball game last yeah, night. Yeah, I listened to some of the Buckeye basketball game on the fan while heading to and from the Jackets game. Uh, it hit my hit, weekly hit with McAfee. That was fun. Again, that he was severely disappointed. I mean, I had to put the Buckeyes at five. Yeah, I saw. And he was sad about that. And it's like, you know, it's just it had to be done, Pat. It was a tough one. But it was uh, pretty entertaining, pretty fun time. On the show, I mean, AJ, they were getting into some deep stuff there. I, I also watched chimpa- that. Chimpanzees and everything else. Yeah. AJ and I have had that conversation like a thousand times. I go for the mouth. Well, I mean, they, I mean, where they like to attack, yeah. what they want to do, rip your junk off. Maybe we'll even play that on the show here later. I mean, maybe we'll ask him about it tomorrow. Maybe you'll ask him about it because I'm not going to be here. 
Oh, that's uh, right. This will be a great opportunity for you. Oh, uh, I got to ask him about Komechnikov. Yes, and it's Don't great. Let me, I, I can't forget A couple that. of my friends brought that up, and they they texted me about that the other day. They're like, this is an unbelievable line. I'm like, of course it was. Uh, it was tremendous. So that going, you know, I asked my wife about it. She was there. She's the one that threw out the Les Mis, and I couldn't think of a single play name at the time, and she she dropped that on me. Uh, we had that. Yeah, I rolled went to the Jackets. I mean, went to my daughter's uh, uh, wrestling match. Nice. So that was fun, yeah. Watched her... Uh, yeah, well, I didn't even get a chance to see because they didn't have anybody in her weight class, so she had to wait and mm-hmm. do like a little exhibition at the end um, afterwards. So that was fun. So I didn't get a chance to see it because I was going to the Jackets game, which right. I went to, which the fellowship was broken, Beam. Yeah, I mean, I know. 1-0, great. 1-1, one, one, not so bad. 2-1, mm-hmm. awesome. 2-2, two, two, not so bad. Three, hanging two. in there, hanging in there, four, hanging two. in there. Three, three, two, four minutes, three minutes. Oh, we gave up a goal with three minutes to go. Mm-hmm. And then on the way out, they gave up a uh, empty netter, and that was no fun at all. So yeah, we had that going. Got a busy day today as well. So just a lot of stuff going on, being but very disappointed. Uh, RJ was sad. Took him and some of his buddies to a Jackets game, and you know they ate well, which was good. But and the game was entertaining, yep. uh, but unfortunately not the desired result. Yeah, they couldn't pull it through. They lost four to two last night. Buckeye hoops get it done against Central Michigan. No problem with that. I think it was twenty seven points. They got it done by. Uh, we got a fun program lined up for you. Jim Knowles meeting with Duke. Uh, we'll get into that a little bit later on. Proven transfer quarterback costs how much in the transfer portal? Uh, get into that too. That's transfer real. portal just going nuts. Do our fantasy minute with Rick Reichert coming up here at six thirty five this morning. Tony Gerdeman, Buckeye Huddle. He's going to join us at seven twenty. Talk some Ohio State with him. We'll lock in our NFL picks in the seven o'clock hour as well. Busy third hour for us. Busy, 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 busy third hour. We'll start it off eight oh five. Albert Breer, MMQB. He's going to join us. Talk all things NFL. President and General Manager of your Columbus crew, Tim Bespachenko at 835. There Hell is go. real part three. Playoffs, chance to go to MLS Cup final. Crew was at the, the game last night hanging out. I saw. I did see that on social media, so that was good. A little rest and relaxation before uh, they go down to or Cincinnati this weekend. Tie one off. <laughs> That's true. That's re- I would give that consideration for rest and relaxation. Then Adam Boquist, Jackets defenseman, uh, he's going to join the program as a Jackets player does every single Thursday around 848 this morning. Before we get into anything else today, it is the final day of November 2023. Three time for today in history. Time to get smarter. Morning Juice presents Today in History. Here's your professor, Bobby Carpenter. Sponsored by Dr. Mark Levy. If you're snoring and not sleeping, call Dr. Mark Levy at 1 800 More Sleep. Oh boy, Bob. Last day before we get into the final month of the year. We're the long march yep. through the winter. Oh, that's where we're at. It is November 30th. 334th day of the year, 31 days remaining, 5th Friday in the month, mm-hmm. and final day beam in November. Uh, this date, 1782, Treaty of Paris in Paris, France, between the U.S. and British. Reps signed preliminary peace articles, um, wrapping up the agreement as America is breaking away during the re- after the Revolutionary War. Do we have any sound of that? I looked for Tosh Shark. He didn't, hurt, he didn't look very hard. I couldn't find anything on YouTube. Uh, apparently, It said Franklin recorded it. Oh, yeah? Actually, well. Edison sent it to him in a time machine <laughs> on the think, photograph. Uh, I don't think he invented that until like 100 years later. Well, what about Tesla? Was he there? But he invented the time machine after that to right. go back. Yes. So think about it, Shark. It makes sense. Just do your balance test. Back to the future. Uh, this is the 1872. First ever international football, as we call soccer match, takes place in Glasgow. Not between the United States, but between England and Scotland. 
Uh, the state 1956. At 21 years old, Floyd Patterson becomes the youngest heavyweight champ and first Olympic gold medalist to also win the heavyweight championship of the world. Uh, the state 1974. Elton John's greatest hits album mm. hits number one in the U.S. And now he's just going on his tour, Shark, to the Yellow Brick Road tour. Was this the... He had two greatest hits well, albums. This would have been his first one, I'm this guessing. This was the first one, okay. Well, it was 1974. I'm guessing he put out yeah. another one after that. Yeah, that... Okay. I just wanted to make sure I played something from the first greatest hits. Well, uh, when are you going to come down? This is quite the way to step into a Thursday. Yeah, I thought you'd play your song, Shark, and sing it to me. <laughs> this is a nice warm bath. It really is. Uh, 1979, The Wall is released by Pink Floyd featuring another brick, which hits number one. This day, 1982, Thriller is released by Michael Jackson. I had to check that. I was like, coming out like right here in November before Christmas. Uh, going on to become the best-selling album in the world. And then on this day, 2012, a melancholy day for Shark. At the age of 76 years old, Glenn Campbell plays his final show in Napa, California after being diagnosed with Alzheimer's. Shark said this was uh, tough to watch yesterday when he was cutting us out. California. I appreciate it. I mean, this is whole thing's like four or five minutes long, but it's a banger, baby. As long as I've been around, I'm, I'm happy to be anywhere. <laughs> well, but to come in and then play this, oh, it makes my hair itch. Makes my hair itch. I don't want to. I don't want to listen to where he can't. Where he can't find the words. It's a new one. Your door is always open and your path is free to walk. Is this the opening of the show, Shark? Yeah. So he loses it early on in the show. Yeah. He, he's reading the words off a teleprompter here, and something goes haywire with the te- teleprompter, apparently. Hey, who's running this thing? I can think they're fine. Okay. Yeah. I would love to. How, how long is that into the song where he starts to lose it? Well, right there. But yeah. think about this. This was November 30th of 2012. He lived until, what was it? 2017. August of 2017. Yeah. In the five years. Yeah. Of 81. It's a brutal disease. It is. Eventually lose the words on the prompter. Yeah. Uh, tough one, tough one there uh, for Glenn Campbell. Last show. Uh, this date, 1985, Mark Twain was born. Uh, Tom Sawyer, Huck Finn, some great movies that, or great books there. Uh, Winston Churchill, also born on this date, 1874, the Prime Minister of England, serving during World War II. Dick Clark, born on this date, 1929, one of the famous dicks you're going to find around mm-hmm. the world. American Bandstand, absolutely shark. Don't be laughing at that. Bill Walsh, born on this date, 1931. San Francisco 49ers coach, two-time coach at Stanford, one of three Super Bowls as well. Woody Allen turning 88 today, director and producer. Ridley Scott turning 86 today. Ridley Scott's got some good films. He just did uh, 
Here we go. This is my favorite. It's a little bit funny. Been working on this on the piano for a while. He Have did, you? Yeah. He just did uh, Napoleon. Yeah. Oh, that's what I was going to say. Uh, that's he just right. did. My dad said it's pretty good. I, did he watch, he watch it? Of course he did. Yeah. My, dad, oh, yeah, my dad is a movie connoisseur. And then yeah. when you give him no kids and no job, he's going to watch every movie that comes out. It's called retirement for him. He watches every movie he's ever seen probably once a year and then watch Dad's new ones into the directory as well. It's got to be Gladiator for Gladiator's me. Gladiator's good. Ali- Aliens, tremendous. Um, Black Hawk Down he did as well. Yeah. He's done some really good ones. Then most recently, Napoleon will feature Joaquin Phoenix. We'll see how good that is. Uh, he also did uh, American Gangster with Denzel. Oh, which, gosh. That's a good one. You blot that. Yeah. It's one of the great lines. It's one of the great scenes. You don't really spot that. Billy Idol turning uh, 68 today. Bo Jackson um, turning turning 61 today as well, Beam. Third down and six at the nine. And Bo Jackson to the 20 and out in front. And only one man to beat and easily can't run him down. He had the angle, but there goes Bo, and nobody catches Bo. Touchdown. <laughs> he may not stop yep. the Tacoma. <laughs> He's gone. Portland. <laughs> he just went by Spokane. And there go the Raiders into fine. <laughs> what a scene. <laughs> Al seemed a little more engaged in that call. Yeah, I seemed more. Well, I was watching good football that's, back then. That's right. Wasn't they're giving good games? Here's but, a fun fact about Bo Jackson. Did you know that Jim Harbaugh has more rushing yards in the NFL than Bo Jackson did? That's, That's a real stat. That is good. I'm sure he'll tell you that, too. <laughs> uh, this day, Ben Stiller's turning 58 years old. Uh, Oscar Wilde passed away this day, 1900. Paul Walker lost a good one 10 years ago, Beam. 2013. Mm. What, three movies ago as well? Mm. Fast and Furious, if you will, I think. Uh, more than that. Was it, I think he passed away in six. Was it six? I don't know. I think it was earlier than that. It wasn't five. It was six or seven, I thought was his last one. Uh, Paul Walker, the passed away 10 years ago, 2013. And then uh, our 41st president, George H.W. Bush, passed away five years ago, 2018. Congress will push me to raise taxes, and I'll say no. And they'll push, and I'll say no. And they'll push again, and I'll say, read my lips. No new taxes. <laughs> it's a good line. Yeah. And then he raised taxes. And then they raised taxes, unfortunately. And uh yeah, he didn't that's led to him not getting reelected. Posthumous released Furious Seven, Paul Walker. Okay, so it's season seven, six. yeah. Six. six, there you go. Wait. No, he was in seven if it was released posthumously. He yeah, died. You're right. His yeah. brother finished the shooting of like a couple of the final scenes. Yeah. Uh for it. Uh some uh, uh holidays observances today. It's Cities for Life Day. International Computer Security Day, National Mason Jar Day. This is a big one for Shark. National Meth Awareness Day. Yeah. Uh, National Moose Day. National Personal Space Day. Perpetual Youth Day, also for Shark. And Stay at Home Because You're Well Day. And those are your circle events, your birthdays, your passings, your holidays, and observances. What a great one. Mm-hmm. For this date, November 30th, the 334th day of the year and 31 days remaining on this final day of November. Very well done on that, General. As always, a proven transfer quarterback costs how much in NIL money? We'll get into that coming up next. Morning Juice right here on The Fan. You don't know. 
Fan traffic. From the Atlas Butler Plumbing Services Traffic Center. A good Thursday morning to you. A heads up to drivers in Ross County. The ramp from State Route 138 to U.S. 35 eastbound is closed because of a crash. Your other major central Ohio roadways here in the Columbus Metro not looking at any major issues. In the 10TV Traffic Center, I'm Amy Steggerwald. If this show made a scented candle, it would smell like bad coffee, unwashed jockstrap, and grass clippings. I wasn't sure how you take your coffee. You were listening to Morning Juice. So, mouth or enema? Hey, as the weather's getting colder here, the NFL offers are going to stay hot on FanDuel. Right now, new customers, you're going to get $150 in bonus bets with any winning $5 money line bet. That's $150 bucks if your team wins. If you've been thinking about joining FanDuel, there's no better time to get in on the action. Got a whole lots of stuff going on. You get the Seahawks, the Cowboys tonight. Cowboys have won their home games by an average, I think, of like 29 points or something crazy like that yeah. throughout this year. Can the Seahawks give them a battle? Brownies out in L.A. on Sunday. Then you get the Bengals heading down to Duval to take on the Jags. Can they stave off uh, elimination from the playoffs? Can they keep their playoff hopes alive? They got everything you want there, player props, all kinds of good stuff. They got it all. And like you said, Dallas, Seattle tonight, a lot of options there. And just don't forget the Cowboys. They have been dynamite at home, and they've been very good recently. Dak is on a little bit of a tear. So if you want one of those SGPs, lean in to Dak, and he'll... Maybe get you all the way there. So go visit FanDuel.com slash juice and kick off the NFL season on FanDuel if you haven't done it thus far. Must be 21 and older, present in Ohio. First online real money wager only. $5 pregame money line wager required. $10 first deposit required. Bonus issue. Just now drawable bonus bets. that expires seven days after receipt. See terms of sportsbook.fanduel.com. Gaming problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Mike Elko took the Texas A&M job. Uh, the Colt, that is, the Aggies down there, waving yep. back and forth in the press conference. Former D.C., back back. At home. Yeah, which makes the Duke job come open. Now, this coming from yesterday, uh, according to the Athletics' Nicole Auerbach, the Ohio State defensive coordinator Jim Knowles was one of three coaching candidates to meet with Duke on Wednesday, along with Penn State defensive coordinator Manny Diaz and North Carolina State defensive coordinator Tony Gibson, though the search reportedly remains in the early stages. We know that Jim Knowles worked at Duke from 2010 to 2017, mm-hmm. left in 2017, went down to the Pokes where he was, uh, until he came back here Last to Ohio year. State, yeah. So I, I don't know. That's interesting. It's all what Jim Knowles wants to do. I don't know if he was a, a lifer as a defensive coordinator, or if he wants his own shot running a program. Well, he was at Duke. I mean, he was at Cornell. So you think you know he understands how to coach at you know, an academic institution? Elko has got that thing fired up. They're yeah. rolling a little bit. Um, you know, with Riley Leonard this year running the football in a big way. So you're taking over a Duke program that's coming off a lot of success. So there's momentum there. If you're Jim Knowles, so it makes sense for him to want it. And if you look at, you know, defensively, they were near the top of just about most of the major uh, metrics that you're looking for for a defense. Now, you can talk about the second half of the Michigan game this year and how that obviously went not necessarily bad, but not necessarily great. But, you know, it makes sense with this connection there. I think at Duke, if you have a guy who's been there and understands what it's like to coach there and some of the unique uniqueness of that opportunity, then it makes sense if you can bring that guy in if, with all else being equal. So we'll see kind of where they go. Yeah, absolutely. And I would imagine, too, like, well, listen, I'm not a Duke. Um, I don't sit on the, the Board of Regents over there. But if that's Jim Knowles and, and he wants that job, I'm doing kind of whatever I can to, to get him there. Aren't you? I think he's, I a, tr- think. he's a tremendous football mind. I mean, but that, would, you know, that then opens up, you know, differences at Ohio State. They're right. two years into this scheme. You don't want to be spinning schemes all the time, and this is, unfortunately, it's a very unique one. Yeah. And so anything else you do is going to be very different. Uh, but with him leaving, I mean, that could lead to 
I think there's already going to be a little bit of shakeup on the coaching staff, but that could lead to a little more. All right, so let's play hypothetical for a second. Let's just say Jim Knowles leaves. Situation here at Ohio State. Is there someone on the staff that you think would be elevated into that defensive coordinator role, or do you think this would be a big national search? I think that they would probably go outside. Um, you've got Tim Walton and Perry Eliano. I think both of those guys will be back. I think you know the, the James Laurinaitis wants to be back. Yeah. Um, role will be interesting to see how they kind of parcel that out. You know, he basically was the de facto linebacker coach this year. Mm-hmm. Jim let him run the room, and you know, Jim he, technically was the linebackers coach. Yeah, and defensive coordinator. because yeah. James is only a GA, but yep. uh, so that just really meant he couldn't go out on the road recruiting, and so they want to get him out there. James does a great job uh, recruiting on the road. You know, if you give him that opportunity, I think it'll really, really help blow up that linebacker room. But uh, you've got you can only have ten paid assistants, so they're trying to navigate that and figure out how that'll look. And so, if Jim's gone, okay, well then, how do you kind of restructure your staff? You know, Larry Johnson's been coaching for a long time. Yep. He's an older guy. He's had a lot of success. Um, some rough news, obviously, with some decommits and you know some of the bigger five stars in the class. Some of the nice graphics that were put out too. Yeah, so that'll obviously change. Did you a see little that? Bit. What did you see? So Justin Scott was the one who decommitted yeah. yesterday. Did you he see the graphic title. that was put out? So he flipped from Ohio State to Miami, and Hayes mm-hmm. Fawcett's out there on social media, and they're you know some of the ones that you know, people tell like, and then they make graphics of them, and you know where I'm going to commit to and everything. So he commits to Miami. He's got like a trident in his hand. They're on the beach. It looks pretty awesome. Right next, right next to him is a gigantic pile of cash. <laughs> I'm like that's yeah, just, why not? That's just kind of where we're at right so I'm now. I'm telling people like everybody yeah. wants to pretend like that's not real, but that's a big part of it. Yeah. And that's you know the NIL situation when they landed him at first, you felt like they were in a good enough spot to be able to finish it up. But obviously Miami, you know, they reached deep in the pockets and were able to find a couple more shekels down there. Yeah, absolutely. By the way, on the transfer portal front, Matt Rule saying this yesterday, make no mistake uh, that a good quarterback costs in the portal costs, you know, a million, one and a half million to 2 million right now. Uh, Rule said on Wednesday while discussing the state of the program with reporters, let's make sure we all understand that's that's what's happening. There are some teams that have 6 million dollars, 7 million dollars players paying for them. Yeah. I mean, that's real. And yeah. that's don't think that that's anything that happened different with Scott down in Miami. I mean, he recruited here. I believe he's a Chicago. He kid. is a Chicago guy. So yep. it's not like he's you're, you're recruiting a kid out of Florida who wanted to stay at home. I mean, he's closer to the Midwest, obviously, than Columbus than he is to Miami. But you go down there, and despite the fact that maybe they're not near the program, and I tell people this all the time, they get in arguments. Well, look at the platform, the development. Like I get all those things. All, everything you're telling me is true. But if you know a kid has a chance to make a million dollars somewhere, and maybe he's only going to make a hundred and some thousand somewhere else. I can't sit here, and I have no idea what the numbers are on this, but I can't sit here and, and tell a kid in good conscience, well, you know, go do this, because I have no idea what the NFL career, like, well, development, NFL, it's more, I'm like, I get it. Or even what's in store for their college, and, and get on, uh, you know, uh, take Evan, Evan Pryor, for example. I, I get all that. Believe me, Beam, I mean, that's all right there, yeah. and you get hurt, so, you know, guys make decisions for a multitude of reasons, and I'm not going to tell them which reason should be the most important to them? No, I, I'm not going to sit here either. I mean, it's all what your prerogative is. If you want to come here, you want to get developed, and you want to be a high-round draft pick, and you want to have success across the NFL, that's that's Ohio State's model. That's what they do. That's why they lean into developed here, right? I and mean, then they uh-huh. tweet out everything, and they put on their social media graphics, and when guys get drafted, it's just, all right, next guy up mentality. Like, that's Ohio State's 
model and that's their plan and when they get to campus i feel like they're probably taken care of pretty well you can speak to that more than i can you're more into that nil world at least here with ohio state but nationally like this is miami's brand this is what they're doing now we saw it backfire on a couple of teams immediately off of jump street look at texas a&m they paid their guys a bunch of money and then they fired jimbo a couple of years after it happened there are different ways to attack this but miami's staying there uh with the treasure trove and with the coffers and it doesn't seem like they're changing that yeah and that's, uh, you get it. I mean, that's how they've got to do it. And maybe they didn't have the most successful year this year, but good for them going in and getting it. And now Justin Scott will be a hurricane. We'll check in with our good friend Rick Reichert for his Fantasy Minute next. Morning Juice right here on The Fan. Fan traffic. From the Atlas Butler Plumbing Services Traffic Center. Hey there and happy Thursday to you. A heads up for drivers in Ross County. The ramp from State Route 138 to US 35 eastbound is closed because of a crash. Here in the Columbus Metro, we're not looking at any major issues. In the 10 TV Traffic Center, I'm Amy Staggerwald. Beamer is tweeting about Formula One. Oh, hells yes. Bobby is tweeting Rick Springfield concert video. Both are a cry for help. This is one twisted mother. This is Morning Juice. Brandon Bean, Bobby Carpenter, Mark the Shark. On our way to 9 a.m. here on this Thursday edition of the program. Every single Thursday, we check in with this guy. Morning Juice presents Fantasy Minute. Sponsored by Rikert. You get an opportunity to check in with this guy last week. Because it was Thanksgiving, it is now past Thanksgiving. We are into the giving spirit every single Thursday. At this time, we check in with our good friend Rick Riker. Rick, first of all, how was Thanksgiving, bud? And I know we're in the holiday spirit now. Thanksgiving, the day of Thursday was spectacular. I woke up, or I didn't wake up. I went down to Barbecue Alley, picked up a smoked turkey that they do. It was awesome. Took it to my mom and dad's house. It was a small group this year. Obviously, I'm a Cowboys fan. The Cowboys had a big victory. So Thursday was an awesome day. Then I just went down there mm-hmm. from there for the weekend. Ohio sports, obviously, didn't put the best taste on the tongue. But I got to share something with you guys. I found a little trick. So every year... There's a there's a, a young man named Cole that lives right down the street from my house and right across from Ennis Woods Metro Gardens and him and his dad and mom sell pumpkins and they do some other little farmers market stuff but I've got to know them pretty well Cole's a great kid and and he hooks me up with these big pumpkins that I line my driveway with all the way down so I probably had thirty of these massive massive pumpkins well they start to get rot and get bad so so after Thanksgiving at some point it's time to go pitch those 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 pumpkins we had a nice day friday i thought about friday afternoon pitching my pumpkins i actually thought about the high state michigan game and thought yeah but what am i going to do tomorrow at three o'clock that game doesn't turn out how we want it to how am i going to process my frustration and anger bobby you'd have loved it bro so i went i tried to get my tractor fired up it wouldn't start so i had to go manual on the whole deal and walk up to each one of these pumpkins about 40 pounds each pick it up, walk down to my creek and toss that thing and smashed it. And I've got a picture of these piles of these 20, 30 pumpkins just smashed and took all that anger out. It was a great way to release the unfortunate loss to that, that, that team up north. So, so that was I share that. Yeah, that's great, Rick. I mean, I feel like that's a nice productive, safe way to take out your frustration. That was, you know, Saturday, Sunday, this weekend, we're sitting here on Thursday now. How have we gone through the stages of grief, and where are we at at this point? You know, the pumpkin chunking really helped, <laughs> but, um, you know, it doesn't kind of take it all out because, unfortunately, I work with a couple Michigan fans and some some others and, you know, social media, the things you read. So it's 
it, it, it stings. You know, obviously the team played much better than last year. The defense played much better. There was a lot of good high points, but at the end of the day, we didn't win. So just um, sucks. And hopefully now, you know, we get some losses these, this, this next uh, weekend of some of these other conference games. And, and, that, and then two weeks from now, I'm sorry, then we can uh, – Maybe get a chance to still get that four seed or something. I'm still optimistic. I saw something online that said we're currently have a 51 percent chance, and I'll take 51 over anything. It's it's like it's like my old fantasy rule, right? Just get to the playoffs, whatever it takes. You get to the playoffs, and um, hopefully you've got your team set up and ready to go, and you try to make a run for the championship. So I'm an optimist. I don't think it's completely over. If not, the only downside is if we don't make the playoffs, we'll probably play on December 30th is what I heard, mm-hmm. which I think is kind of weird. That's the same night as TSO. So if you're going to buy your Trans-Siberian Orchestra tickets, you may want to get the earlier show so you can get home in time for the game. Um, and if uh, now that we lost to Michigan, the bowl game's not as important to you, then buy your tickets for the night show. But it's going to be awesome. Yeah, absolutely it is. I think hope hope holds out all, and we'll see what happens, obviously, coming up here this weekend. Now, fantasy season is coming to a close. You're in second place. Our guy Dustin, two-time reigning champ, yeah. uh, he's in first place. Yeah. I'm in fifth. Bob is in eighth, but Bob's in striking distance because he's got way more points scored than I do. Uh, bad news for him. Jonathan Taylor went down this past week. Justin Jefferson is coming back for Dustin. Uh, what are you saying to Bob? How are you motivating Bob to make sure that he gets into the playoffs and gets an opportunity to knock off either you or a reigning two-time defending champ? Man, between third and and you know tenth, there is a chance for anybody to make it. <clears throat> it really is close. And I would, you know, Jonathan Taylor going down. I, I've got him in my other league. That stings. It's not like he put up big production numbers anyways. And I think there's um, there's some, some, some running backs. Really, there's a lot of parity in the NFL this year. There's a lot of running backs that are putting up some decent numbers. It all depends on the matchups. It all depends on looking up the defenses that, 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 that they're playing. And I wouldn't, I wouldn't uh, hesitate to take a chance on somebody that maybe hasn't put up a lot of points but now has a chance to start, maybe a, a, a backup because the starter's banged up, but they're playing a weak, a weak run defense. Just keep going. Keep trying to put it in there because there's so much luck in this thing too. As much as we want to analyze and, and spend time on it, it's, it really comes down to luck at the end of the day. So, and I, that goes out to Dustin. He's just, he's just lucky. He's not good at fantasy. He's just like, I'm just kidding. He's, he's going to definitely tweet me because of this. Because he's been definitely uh, making sure everybody knows that, that he's in first place and he's going for that three-peat. Yeah, it's tough. Like, you know, I, I wrote out JT for a while. He comes back. He's been on fire. And then, you know, losing him now, Rick, is tough. The thing is, you mentioned Dustin's uh, got Jefferson coming back. I mean, how much do you worry about that, though, given the fact that their quarterback situation in Minnesota is an absolute mess? Ugh. Yeah, it's... I feel for Justin Jefferson, the players that actually have him, because it's it does it takes a quarterback that knows how to get him the ball. Obviously, um, he's a great he's a he's a great wide receiver. But as we saw with Ohio State, even if you have a Marvin Harrison that's far and away better than everybody else, if the quarterback doesn't have time, if he's not seeing the open look, if he's not putting the ball in the right place, it's not going to matter. They're, you know, um, so hopefully the Vikings figure something out and. Quarterback situation is a mess, and and I think there's sometimes an advantage because maybe with a quarterback that the that the defense doesn't know real well, they don't have a lot of tape and film on. Sometimes they can come out and surprise some people. Um, 
We saw that happen earlier this year. I'm trying to think of who went down. Was it the Giants when mm-hmm. their backup came in and did some good things? And then, then they got tape on him, and then they're like, wait a minute. He's not that good. We just didn't know what he was capable of. So now we can adjust. So sometimes those first games with a you know, first time or second time starting uh, quarterback can kind of come in and surprise you. Yeah, absolutely it can. So before we get you out of here, we know it's a great part of the year. Uh, for you and really everybody. So you got the Big Ten TV toy drive. It also, it's a great yeah. time if you're looking to offload a vehicle because you're taking whatever, right? Yeah, we've got our $3,500 trade uh, um, tra- trade deal going on. I just butchered that, but you know what I'm talking about. <laughs> we we need we need trades. We need good, good, good quality cars. Um, used car market, obviously, the past few years, the way that kind of sales and the market's been, there's not a lot of cars on the open market as far as for us to buy used so we'd love to have a trade-in and uh we're, we're loaded up we got a lot of a lot of a lot of cars and trucks on the ground there's discounts there's deals there's uh interest rates there's all kinds of incentives so if you're thinking about being in the market it's a good time to do some research give us a call or stop in um yeah it's it's uh it's not like it was before it is a it is a buyer's market again so it is a good time to go in to go and shop and buy if you're in the market Absolutely it is. And right now is a good time, especially if you're looking to offload a used car, get into something new, or otherwise maybe a newer used car. Buddy, always appreciate the time. Have a fantastic week. I'm glad you enjoyed listening to 1979 by Smashing Pumpkins while you were actually smashing pumpkins in the driveway. Have a great weekend, buddy, and we'll check in again next week, all right? See you guys. Talk to you soon. Here goes our good friend Rick Reichert with us every single Thursday at this time. Hey, you ever wanted to pound a golf ball off the top of Ohio Stadium? You may just have your chance. Do that in Quick Hitters next. Morning Juice right here on The Fan. Fan traffic. From the Atlas Butler Plumbing Services Traffic Center. A heads up to Ross County drivers. The ramp from State Route 138 to US 35 eastbound is closed because of a crash. Here in the Columbus Metro, not tracking any major issues, but starting to see traffic pick up on 33 eastbound coming in from the Marysville area. Also on 33 westbound coming in from the Canal Winchester area. In the 10 TV Traffic Center, I'm Amy. Just a couple of dudes being guys. What's better than this? Guys being dudes. You're listening to Morning Juice. We are on the Juice, brought to you by our good friends over at Affinity Whole Health, the leader in testosterone and hormone replacement therapy. You can, of course, visit them on the line at feelgreatcolumbus.com. Morning Juice presents Quick Hitters. Sponsored by Stella Rosa Wines. Stock up for game day with Stella Rosa Wines. All right, Sharky. Yes. Happy Thursday to you. Happy Thursday. I thought this was an April Fool's joke until Beamer sent it to me, uh, the video of this. Upper Deck Golf is coming to the horseshoe next spring. Three days only, April 19th through the 21st. There will be greens set up on the field, on the football field, and players will hit shots from various locations around the stadium. Then you end your round at the clubhouse where there is beer and food and live music. Not going to be cheap if you want to play, Beamer. $79.99. Well, it seems like a man of your stature that's always wanted to pump golf balls off of the roof of Ohio Stadium. would be something that you could certainly do. Yeah, this is pretty cool. This came out, I think, a few years ago. I don't know where this company is from, but I think the first one that I ever saw them do was at Petco Park, uh, which is the San Diego Padres ballpark. Um, so that makes sense. So what they do is like think of Top Golf, right? Like yeah. there's like little mini Target greens, and they set it up on the field. Sounds uh, great of wherever that they they choose to do it from. So uh, this is a <laughs> this is actually pretty neat. 
I think. I mean, we all know that, uh, I mean, the top of Ohio Stadium is like way up there. Oh, yeah. So uh, imagine hitting like a pitching wedge or a nine iron, just being able to float that thing. So to, they like, set, the, are they setting like, are they out of the suites, the sky there's different. Or? There's like different areas that you go to in the stadium where they have the tee boxes. I'm using air quotes set yeah. up. But I mean, seventy nine ninety nine for opportunity to use Ohio Stadium as your driving range. I feel like that's charged to winning, buddy. Like that's pretty cool. That's awesome. I mean, you get a chance to see it from other places, and folks, it's if you've never been in the press box up there. I mean, it's it is incredibly high. So I there. can't imagine. You know, start talking about C deck, and I don't know how they'll build these little platforms and everything else. But it's we get a great view of the city of Columbus from up there as oh, well. Oh yeah, of course you will. So. Uh, this is something that I feel like maybe all three of us should go. We should go on a field trip and be able to do this. So you take your shot from the upper deck, your drive, let's say, yeah. and then you walk all the way down 3,000 steps and putt, and then you walk back <laughs> up the, the next. Up. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then Mike Trout comes along and puts out some lights on the scoreboard. Yeah, exactly. Holiday lights. I'm I thought not you were sure. going to upper deck your toilet, Shark. That, that was the upper deck There you go. About. But is it going to be a porta potty or a, an actual uh, oh, that's a great plumbing question. and all that? I'm not sure anybody outside of Aaron Rodgers thought he would return this season following surgery to repair a torn Achilles, but he is getting closer. Exactly 11 weeks after the surgery, Rodgers has been cleared for functional football activity. That means he can practice, but with no contact. The Jets now have 21 days to activate Rodgers from injured reserve if they so choose but bobby he was at practice yesterday participating in some yeah. light quarterback drills saw him there warm-ups tossing the pigskin around did his mcafee appearance this week he was alluding to the fact that he, he was going to be back if he could do it and the team was is still in playoff contention but you see him kind of walking around throwing the football i mean that's a far cry from being able to drop and avoid pressure which yeah. that beam is probably the biggest issue with the jets well it is the biggest issue with the jets and that was always going to be their concern this year, whether it was with Aaron Rodgers or without Aaron Rodgers, was how are you going to protect your investment? And they didn't do it well when he was in there for the remarkable four plays at the beginning of the season. And they certainly haven't done it well when Zach Wilson's been in there and Tim Boyle throwing a couple of interceptions. But, I, I mean, it's it's pretty remarkable when you think about it. And he's been alluding to this literally like right after the injury occurred. And he's like, yeah, we're doing modern, you know, there's like a new surgery that was out or something. And, all mental fortitude, and I'm going to break the myth on modern medicine, and I'm going to race against the clock and everything. Like it is. That is Achilles has been immunized yeah. from tearing. <laughs> yeah, it's been it's been uh, immunized from rupturing <laughs> from so, ayahuasca. That's right. I think it was the ayahuasca. Or it was the cleanse or the darkness retreat or whatever. It All was, of those things. Yeah, I think a combination platter to be able to get him in this situation. But no, it's pretty remarkable. But you mentioned the fact that it's a lot different. When you're out there in practice, I mean, we all know that practice for quarterbacks, it's usually non-contact anyways, especially at this point in the year. I don't know how many live bullets those guys are actually taking in practice, whether it be training camp or OTAs, uh, and then leading into the season. But it's a very different thing being activated to be able to practice and then being activated off the IR and then taking that next step of, okay, there are massive 300-pound defensive linemen out there, the Jets aren't playing for move. anything. That's what happened for him. He got to move. He, if they are not playing for anything, he's not coming back. Exactly, and that's that's they got to win a game. That's the whole situation that we find ourselves in. I would be shocked if Aaron Rodgers took an actual snap this year, but the fact that he's back to practice 
obviously means that he's going to come back next year and he's going to be as fully healthy as... What's better than him not coming back to practice. Yeah, for sure it is. So we'll see what happens. But I would be shocked if he played a meaningful snap again this year in the NFL. 11 months ago, Tennessee Volunteers quarterback Hendon Hooker was one of the favorites to win the Heisman Trophy. But last November... In a game against South Carolina, he suffered a torn ACL. His season was over. His college career was over. His Heisman hopes were over. Wound up finishing fifth in the voting. And his NFL prospects dipped considerably. Hooker went in the third round of the Lions and has sat all season while rehabbing. However, like Rodgers, his 21-day practice window opened yesterday. It's also doubtful he'll play this season, Beamer, but it would be a, a great story if he does. Well, it is, and I, I really liked watching him at Tennessee last year, and the Vols had a lot of pop, and they had a lot of juice to him when he was in that lineup, and then he went out, and things kind of went sideways from there. But I mean, we all remember that injury from last year. It was rather gnarly and yep. pretty gruesome. Uh, so 11 months, long recovery time. You get drafted. You head to a new city. You don't really know what's going on. you got a good veteran in Jared Goff there. They're contenders in the NFC. Uh, they're going to run away with the NFC North. I, it's a tremendous story for Hendon Hooker. I wish him the best. I think it's a really good draft pick by the Lions. That is a heck of a security blanket if he gets fully healthy. I like his prospects to succeed at the next level, and we'll see what happens. But that's a big congratulations. It's a huge hurdle getting over that injury, especially when you're a rookie and you haven't taken any snaps in the NFL. Yeah, I mean, it's not like he's going to unseat Jared Goff right. by any stretch. But you know what? He's good to be a part of it. He gets some reps. And now, you know, maybe he's... In a practice, if something should happen, he could come in and be the viable backup. And we'll see how it uh, looks for him. But good to see him bouncing back. Hopefully he gets pulled up and pulled in. And uh, he'll be able to hopefully get a ride on that playoff playoff wagon the Detroit Lions are pulling. Well, Ohio State coaching assistant had an interview with the Power 5 team. We'll do that in the re-rack next. Morning Juice right here on The Fan. Fan traffic. From the Atlas Butler Plumbing Services Traffic Center. A heads up for drivers in Ross County. The ramp from State Route 138 to US 35 eastbound is closed because of a crash this morning. In the Columbus Metro, we are not tracking any major issues, but starting to see traffic pick up in the Polaris area. Also, if you're coming in from Marysville on 33 eastbound, and if you're coming in from Canal Winchester on 33 westbound. In the 10 TV Traffic Center, I'm Amy Stagger Cash Browns and Smackdowns. You're listening to Morning Juice. Hour number two of the program for us on a Thursday. Brandon B. Bobby Carpenter, Mark the Shark. 7.20 this morning. Tony Gerdeman, Buckeye Heddle. He's going to join the program. We'll talk some Buckeyes with him. Locking our NFL picks around 7.35. Busy 8 o'clock hour. 8.05 MMQB. Albert Breer. He's going to join the program. Talk all the latest across the NFL with him. President and General Manager of your Columbus crew, Tim Bezbachenko. He's going to join the program at 8.35. Hell is Real Part 3. Chance to go to MLS Cup Final on the line down in Cincinnati on Saturday evening. So we'll talk to Presbez coming up at 8.35. Then we'll round out the program. Jackets defenseman Adam Boquist, he's going to round out the program with us. Talk a little Jackets uh, in the final segment of the show, as Jackets players do every single Thursday. A rotating cast of characters, if you will. Right now, let's hit a re-rack. Keeping you informed about what's trending this morning, it's time for a little re-rack on Morning Juice. Sponsored by Billiards Plus, your destination for the perfect holiday gift. Billiards Plus on Dublin Center Drive-In Dublin. Jackets, great opportunity to win last night. Couldn't get it done. one nothing, 1-1, 2-1, 2-2, to the Habs, and then 4-2, empty netter. Uh, it was a winnable game for them last night. Couldn't get it across the line. You were there, and unfortunately... You broke our streak. Uh, I thought we had a beam. Go up 1-0, you feel good. Like you said, they kept tying it up. 
I told my kids, like, hey, you know what? We're going to get out of here for my son and some of his buddies. On the three-minute mark, I'm like, let's wait and see if they score. And good news, they did score. The Canadians at about the three-minute mark, right on cue there. And I'm like, hey, if they tie it up, we'll watch it from here on the veranda, get out of here. And uh, unfortunately not, just an empty netter. And then Jackets lose 4-2. Yeah, absolutely they do. Uh, they're at home against the Sens coming up Friday at 7 o'clock, so that's a nice little uh, Friday evening for you tomorrow if you don't have anything going on. Buckeye Hoops win against Central Michigan 88-61. Just hammered Central Michigan. Sharky alluded to it uh, right there in the Sports Center update. 20-2 run to blow that sucker open right in the beginning of the second half. I'll tell you this much, man. So Roddy and Bruce... When they're on, they'll be competitive with anybody in the country, this Buckeye basketball team. I mean, Bruce, and I heard Holtman's they're comments. Good. I heard Holtman's comments last night. It's like he's as, a, he's as much of an everyday guy as I've ever been around. You know, hard hat, lunch pail, brings good, it to work. Every man. Yeah. I mean, he was spectacular last night, and I feel like every game that uh, I've watched in this young season so far, <laughs> he's he's been the guy, and he's going to be the guy. He finished last night, 31 minutes played, 25 points, was 9 of 14 from the field, made all four of his free throws, got you four rebounds, just a couple assists, but he was tremendous. And then Roddy, Roddy goes in these spurts where he's like the best offensive player in the country for like two to three minutes. <laughs> when he gets hot, oh, yeah. just stand out of the way, man. He does a good job, and last night, obviously, you could see that, them getting a big win. You know, mm-hmm. It's another win. Another win. Obviously not yep. you know, the steepest of competition, but they're playing well in the backcourt. When you can light it up like that, that's going to be big. Yeah, and the best part, too, last night, like eight turnovers only. So that's like, key. Yeah, Keeping that single digits is a very solid, solid situation for the Bucks. because last year, that yeah. number being, we remember, that thing would balloon up uh, the mid, be talking mid-teens, 15s, 18 yeah. in some of these games. Now, again, not the hardest competition. They were favored by 24 points last night. So, But a win's a win, and you'll take it. But that backcourt right now, pretty good. Felix is going to be a defensive nightmare with 6-6 six six from the field, um, nine rebounds. He's blocked a shot in every game that he's played in college so far. So it's a decent win for them uh, last night, but a win is a win. Again, uh, they're in action. Big Ten opener Sunday against Minnesota at 6.30. So Where's that th- game located? Uh, that's here. That's in Columbus. There we go. And then the weird thing about the Big Ten is, like, we know this. They play, play two, and then... They play two before the new year, and then once you get past the new year, you're going to go uh, into Big Ten action. Crew at Cincy, 6 o'clock, 5.30. Coverage begins at the fan on Saturday. Again, we'll talk to Tim Bespachenko, President General Manager of your Columbus crew, coming up here at 8.35 this morning. Uh, Jim Knowles met with Duke yesterday. And I think it was a huge. I, it was actually kind of surprising to me. Uh, I thought Jim really? Knowles. I mean, he's yeah, been very yeah, good. You life or defensive coordinator. I well, thought. he was the head coach at Cornell though before. Yeah, and then he went. We got up, was doing some Power Five things. He was with Duke from 2010 to 2017. Went down to Oklahoma State from 2017 to 2020. Then he took over Ohio State, uh, of course, last year and then this season. So, yeah. <sighs> I feel like whenever you dive back in from the head coaching realm and you go as a coordinator to a powerful, maybe, maybe he does want to be a head coach. And obviously, you know, he's been thinking about it because Duke interviewed him yesterday and he was one of three candidates. Now the search reportedly remains in early stages. They also interviewed Penn state defensive coordinator, Manny Diaz and North Carolina state uh, defensive coordinator, Tony Gibson, Manny Diaz, former head coach as well. Yep. So down at my, you know, he's down in Miami now, Penn state. So he's got ACC ties. I'll tell you what, I mean, looking at that list of candidates, Jim Knowles is just as qualified, if not yeah. more. I mean, he's got the ties to Duke. He was there for a long time. He was at Cornell's, Cornell uh, in a variety of roles before ultimately becoming the head coach before going to Duke. 
And so he's, he checks a lot of boxes. Duke's a unique place, and you have to kind of understand what the requirements are, how you're going to win, what your pathway to success is, the type of guys you're going to recruit. Um, and he would understand that as well as anyone. He would, and it's a unique spot, and they have it rolling with Mike Elko. Mike Elko just left to go to Texas A&M. Like, that's why that job is open. You mentioned it's a unique spot. He's a unique guy. Now this is, I mean, I feel like this is one of the first times that Duke's had a job opening due to the fact the coach was so successful. Yeah. You know, he left and went somewhere else. And so, like you said, there's all that momentum being built up. They've got a pretty good roster. Now you've got to maintain that roster uh, without it being just raided by the portal. But, you know, they were able to run the football well this year. They played pretty good defense, and they had a tough and rugged team. David Cutcliffe set them up for success. Mike Elko did a nice job of continued success. Uh, so we'll see what happens. We'll keep our eyes on that if we hear anything here throughout the program. But yeah, I thought that was interesting. They're going to be without their transfer, they're without their quarterback. Riley Leonard announcing yesterday he's going to hit the transfer portal. Of course, and like Adam Rittenberg and all these different you, kinds you of people. Heard like, how much you get if you're a quality quarterback? And Riley Leonard was really good. He this was year when good. He was healthy. Yeah, he was good. And then he hurt his leg in the Notre Dame game at the very end of yeah. the Notre Dame game. There, you could argue they're going to win that game until he got hurt. Yeah. So. He's in the transfer portal. Everybody's saying, keep an eye on Notre Dame here. <laughs> like, just, yeah. uh, keep a look. They love going in the portal and grabbing an ACC quarterback. They were up on, he came back and they were up on Florida State, I believe, before he got hurt. Yeah, yeah, they sure against. were. I mean, he was, they're a good team with him without, maybe not as much, but, you know, that portal, those portal dollars beam sliding that portal. Do we, Church, do we have a portal for the fan? Can we get in that? A fan portal? Fan portal where there's slide other, in, slide out. Other radio stations and they'll bid for your services. How's we that? Do that? Yeah, what do you think know. the going price would be, Bob? For who? For, for me? A, for you? No, for a producer of a morning show. Uh, a couple mil. Someone as quality as you? <laughs> yeah, I would say well, that. Well, then I'll stay here because I'd have to take a pay cut. I just, uh, <laughs> yeah. Uh, Shark, nobody, nobody is willing to do your job. Do you realize that? Bodie. Bodie's, Bodie's just waiting in the Bodie. wings. I don't know about that. Bodie is, he's looking at the, Bodie is next able. on death row. He's, <laughs> he's looking mile. to enter the transfer portal. Bodie is able to do your job. I don't know if Bodie is willing to do your job and what you do. Matt Rule said this yesterday about the transfer portal. Uh, make no mistakes that a good quarterback in the portal costs, you know, a million, one and a half million, two million right now, just so we're all on the same page. Let's all make sure that we all understand what's happening. There are some teams that have six, seven million dollar players playing for them. Whew. It's being real. It's being real. Well, he wants to make sure that he put that out there because everybody says, yeah, guys like, hey, get rid of McCord. Go get a new quarterback in the portal. I'm like, okay, it's not that easy. Why didn't we get better alignment in the portal? I'm like, well, they tried. I go, they lost three or four guys in that first round. You know, guys went other places. I had to try to explain to somebody online, like in a respectful manner. They're like, with the platform you get here and the development, all that stuff. I'm like, there are other places that have that. You know, you go look. I mean, there's USC, there's Oregon, there's Texas, there's Alabama, there's other big time programs that have a ton of exposure. Now, do you ultimately become as good of a player? Well, maybe, maybe not. I don't know. But they provide a lot of the same things, and those are the schools you're competing with. It's not like you're competing a lot of times with portal guys, you know, f- with Rutgers. Right. I mean, you're getting guys from Rutgers and yeah. out of the portal who have played well and had success that you're going to bring in. So, like that is the difference there. So it it's uh, it's it's a tough thing. And Matt Rule said that out loud, and all the coaches know it. And I think they just want to kind of clear the air there. And also, I mean, there was. Took a, uh, a large, like, well, Ohio State has plenty of money. Well, took a 
decent chunk of dollars to retain the current roster that they had going into the season as well. How much of that do you think? Let's just—I I don't even—I have no idea where to even start. Where the coffers would be for Ohio State, and how much actual dollars are in that coffer, and how they're dispersed. But how much of that money do you think is keeping guys on your current team compared to gobbling guys out of the portal? I don't, or even you know what I mean, like like the recruits, the disbursement of the funds, new player acquisition. Yeah, so there's two parts of that. There is high school recruiting, and then there's college recruiting. And as we'll get into, Ohio State just lost a big-time defensive tackle out of Chicago. Five-star Justin Scott flipped yesterday from Ohio State to Miami. Came down in the summer between Ohio State and Miami. Ohio State landed him. And then he puts out a video of him or a picture of him in Miami, trident on the beach, some sort of Aquaman situation. Giant pile of cash. Giant pile of cash. Like. So the question was, like he probably said, hey, here's what it's going to be. Miami's offered me this. Is it worth to match? And you have to make the decision of where you're going to allocate those dollars. And so you have new player from high school, portal, like you said, so that's all new player acquisition, kind of like free agency and draft. Yeah. It's your salary pool there. And then retaining your current roster, which depending on how good some of the guys are, I mean, maybe that's 50-50. Maybe it's more. Maybe it's less. It just kind of depends on who you value and who you're ultimately trying to keep. So... That's everything that you're trying to kind of work through right now. I would have to imagine that the most amount of dollars in the coffer for Ohio State, the way that they're designed, is on player retention. That's They don't want to just bid on guys, but then I'd say that in the same sense. Like, why didn't they get more guys on the portal? I'm like, well, they'd rather have guys to come in, develop them. Yeah. Hey, when you stay here, we'll take care of you. We'll give you opportunities. And it's not like it's just there's this pile of money. I mean, you, you have some of that, but... I mean, you're going around to businesses, you're going around to, you know, individuals and, hey, we need this guy, here's how it's going to work, are you willing to do this? And you have to have people that are willing to step up. Yeah, that's a, <laughs> that's a, such a crazy world uh, right now with all of that. I mean, the whole Ohio State's mantra, and I feel like they follow this, like, we're not going to pay you compared to, like, what, Texas A&M, Texas A&M and Miami. They don't want highest dollar guys, and that's probably why they let Justin Scott walk. Like, so, hey, yeah. we told you what we get, would give you. Yep. This is how we value your position and value what you are. You can earn more once you get here if you play well, but we're not going to guarantee you some ridiculous amount. That's their line of thinking compared to a Miami or a Texas A&M. And the first year when NIL would, like Jimbo, they remember how many, like, yeah. five-star guys that they had, and then it all blew up in their face, and people left, and it was crazy, like, an unproven commodity as we get deeper and deeper and more years into the NIL landscape. A proven commodity is worth way more than an unproven commodity based on what you did in high school. And but you have, but the thing is you have to yeah. get those players that have a high probability of becoming proven commodities too. So it's a balance. Unless that, you're not just going to try to build your entire team off the portal. like Because that's not a way to build a program either. Well, it's not a way to sustain your program either. Tony Gerdeman, Buckeye Huddle. He's going to join us next. Morning Juice right here in the fan. Fan traffic. From the Atlas Butler Plumbing Services Traffic Center. A good Thursday morning to you. A heads up for drivers in Ross County. The ramp from State Route 138 to US 35 eastbound is closed right now because of a crash. Here in the Columbus Metro, we're not tracking any major crashes. Seeing slow traffic coming in from the Marysville area on US 33 eastbound. Also on US 33 westbound coming in from Canal Winchester. In the 10 TV Traffic Center, I'm Amy Stuck. If Bobby and Beamer aren't talking about it, it's not worth your time anyway. You're listening to Morning Juice. 
Brandon Bean, Bobby Carpenter, Mark the Shark, cruising along here. Well, Thursday edition of the program. Right now, we're going to head out to the Bryant Heating and Cooling Systems fan guest outline. Check with our good friend from Buckeye Heddle. He is Tony Gerdeman. Gerd, first and foremost, thanks for the time. But second of all, what happened in Ann Arbor? Still kind of shell-shocked from it, but we're getting over it here. Oh, what happened in Ann Arbor? Um, I keep telling people I think it's okay to credit Michigan with a win there. Um, I don't know if that goes over too well with people, but um, I think it can also come down to Michigan making their 50-yard field goal and Ohio State missing theirs, but also, get off the field, get the defense off the field in the second half at least once, do something like that. So, a number of little things that are big things, and when you combine them all, they become this Voltron of things. Voltron of things. That's uh, it's a lot right there to digest. What we're, I guess, where do we go from here, Tony? Moving the story forward, it's Thursday. We've had the morning period. We've analyzed this thing six ways from Saturday. Where uh, where does this Buckeye team go from here? I mean, everyone's clamoring coaching changes, player changes. What does it look like to you for success? Well, I think first you got to figure out where um, where the roster stops and starts. What, what, what's happening with the transfer portal? And so you got to basically basically get through this season and then make your moves for next season. Figure out. Does Jim Knowles want that Duke job? Does you know? Is, is it? I think it's time to make James Laurinaitis a full time assistant coach so he can get on the road and recruit. So you, you've got to make some changes there and do what what needs to be done there. But you know, every year you, you got to do the evaluation on where you fall short and what what it takes to fix that. So I do expect changes. Um, but again, do you need to make massive changes because? You lost by six points to the number three team in in the nation on the road by you know like I said six points with um, having a ball down there at the end like that's not something that requires major changes but also um, was this team good enough to win a national title I don't know so you, you got to factor that in as well and decide where you can get better and I think that probably starts up front and then if you um, you get a better defensive line they can get the uh, Get the, get the offense stopped, and if you have a better offensive line, they can protect the quarterback better. So I think a lot of a lot of the issues start up front, which is, you know, that's, that's football. He is Tony Gerdeman, a Buckeye Heddle with us here on the Bryant Heating and Cooling Systems Fan Guest Hotline. You mentioned it right in there, Gerd, with, you know, maybe the some of the, maybe not problems, but issues that Ohio State's going to have to deal with here this offseason. Now, there's still an outside shot for this team to make it into the college football playoffs and need stuff to happen here this weekend and championship weekend. But uh, let's do the Jim Knowles situation. So he interviewed with Duke yesterday. He's a former head coach, Coach Cornell as a head coach, then got into the defensive coordinator realm. Um, just would this, how big of a surprise would this be to Ryan Day and the staff over at Ohio State if Jim Knowles leaves after two years to take a head coaching vacancy? Um, you know, I, I don't know if it would be a huge surprise or at least something that Ryan Day can't deal with. I think losing Jeff Halfley after one year, after 2019, was would be a bigger surprise because you only got one year out of him. I think anytime you can get at least two years out of an assistant, you're um, you know you're happy with that. So, um, and, and uh, I assume there have been conversations going on, and um, so I, I don't know that uh, this would be something that would be completely out of the blue for Ryan Day, especially. When that assistant, his side of the ball, his job is being done very, very well, you should you should expect people to come after your assistance when you have what the number two scoring defense, number three total defense in a nation. So, you know, you bring him in hoping that people will want him, 
basically that's that's why you're bringing in good people because hopefully they're going to do really good at your school and then other people are going to want them and if you're bringing in assistants you know I, I don't know that people really necessarily thought Jim Knowles would be want to want to be the head coach again, kind of like Kevin Wilson. Like, do they want to be head coach again after they were a head coach and then they're an assistant for a while? And then, and then let's be honest, they get a little bit older and people start to figure out like, well, maybe, maybe they're not head coaching material anymore because of, of age or whatever and how people view things. So, um, but this is also college football and you can't, <laughs> I don't, I don't think you can ever, just be like, I think things will be the same next year. You know, you always have to prepare for change. Speaking of that, you mentioned James Laurinaitis. You know, you talk a little bit about Michigan making their long field goal, Ohio State missing. Special teams necessarily weren't great. We've heard a lot of stuff swirling around Parker Fleming. Um, Larry Johnson's a little older. You know, as you sit there and look at those three guys, what do you think their status will ultimately be and them with the team next season or without? Yeah, you know, I know Ryan Day loves the the special teams coordinator thing because it's not just about special teams. It's about football and everything you do on special teams translates to offense and defense. But when you look at what the special teams have done at Ohio State, uh, it's not that special. They don't return kickoffs. You know, nobody really returns kickoffs anymore. They don't return punts. That's a lie. I watched them return a kickoff. (laughs) One out of ten. You know, it's like, and and then really is it, the last the last kickoff return for Ohio State for a touchdown was 2010 in a game that has been uh, redacted, vacated. So I don't even know if that counts anymore. <laughs> but you know, they they don't they they don't specialize in it. And so, do you really need an assistant coach that is doing that solely? So I think that's something that has to change. Larry Johnson, you know, losing the commitment of five star defensive tackle Justin Scott. We know the 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 negative recruiting happens every year. But, um, you know, right now the classes on the defensive line aren't that great. So um, I, I wouldn't be shocked if something happens there. And, you know, I, I think you have to expect change every year. And, um, and, and if, they, if there isn't change, it's either because you want a national title or because, you know, you're, 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 you're close and nobody else wants your coaches, you know. So I don't know if it's, it's better to have change or better, better to not. Look at for years, Jim Trestle – Nobody wanted his offensive coaches. You know, is that a good thing? Is that a bad thing? Yeah, absolutely. It's just I would I would, uh, I would say more of the latter on that one. You know, mm-hmm. as far as just like you said, if your guys aren't desirable, that means there's probably a lack of success on that side of the ball. So it's a double edged sword. Obviously, with that and the turnover uh, that they've experienced there, so it's there's a lot that gets into that. Um, I do feel this. I mean, do you feel like James Laurinaitis is essential to keep on the staff? Um, I, well, from the way people talk about him, yes. Um, you know, I know Jim Knowles, if he returns, like he's not necessarily the, the biggest recruiter. And so, you know, you, you need somebody that can recruit and somebody that coaches. I also know the linebackers have gotten a ton of, um, uh, you know, uh, not uh, criticism, I guess. And so, um, you know, how, you know, is that uh, is that a product of coaching or a product of the players or just a product of people complaining? So, um, I do think you you want him on staff. He, um, I think he's key to the the defense moving forward, and you can't afford to continue to have a guy like that and not be able to go on the road recruiting. 
Yeah, for sure. Seems like a whole lot of questions, and who knows when the answers are going to come, depending on what happens this weekend with the college football playoff opportunities. Gerd, always appreciate the time. Thanks for hopping on with us this morning. Great stuff as always, buddy. And we'll check in again next soon, or, or we'll check yeah. in again soon, right? Yeah, see you guys. There you go. Tony Gerdeman, Buckeye Huddle with Sierra on the Bryant Heating and Cooling Systems Fan Guest Hotline. So listen up, guys. Are you on a testosterone replacement program? Are you dealing with slow responses, long wait times? Is the customer service not where you want it? Do you have to drive to the clinic each week for your treatment? Well, don't settle for that subpar service. Go check out my friends at Affinity Whole Health by going to feelgreatcolumbus.com. Affinity, they're growing. They're expanding all through the Midwest. They started in Cleveland. They went here. They're in Indy. They're going to Chicago. Moving north, a lot of my friends talk about them and utilize them because they're great. They've got great customer service here in Columbus, Alley and Les. They are the best. So they can do some unbelievable things to get you in shape. So don't wait till 2024 to get a jump start. Go see them so you can get on a TRT program, maybe a weight loss program, possibly both at the same time for better results. They'll show you the way, and you'll be able to feel and look the way in 2024 you want to. So get started for free at feelgreatcolumbus.com. That's feelgreatcolumbus.com and tell them I sent you. Week 13 NFL picks coming up next. Morning Juice right here on The Fan. Fan traffic. From the Atlas Butler Plumbing Services Traffic Center. Hey there and happy Thursday. For drivers in Ross County, the ramp from State Route 138 to U.S. 35 eastbound is closed because of a crash. Here in the Columbus Metro, not tracking any major issues. Starting to see slow traffic on 33 westbound coming in from Canal Winchester. Also on 33 eastbound coming in from the Marysville area and up near the Polaris area as well. In the 10 TV traffic center, I need to Separation, you just didn't get it. Panic and passion. Uh, is that a motivational quote or the title of an adult romance novel? <laughs> You're listening to Morning Juice. Well, is the weather getting colder, getting crisp outside? The NFL is staying hot, hot, hot on FanDuel right now. New customers get $100 and $150 even better in bonus bets. With any winning $5 money line bet, doesn't matter the odds. You pick the game. And all your team has to do is win. It's kind of like a survivor pool, babe. Yeah. Pick whatever one you want. You get a chance to win 150 bucks. So if you've been thinking about joining FanDuel, looking around, saying, I've never really gotten the game yet. Hear Bob and Beam talking about it all the time. Shark, I know that he's wasting all his retirement on it. <laughs> Hopefully that'll keep him on air a lot longer. Yep. Well, there's no better time to get it on the action and join us, Beam, than right now. And you can start, hey, why don't you dive on the Seattle-Dallas game tonight? Yeah, Dallas winning on average 29 points per game at home. They're at Ooh. home taking on the Seahawks. So we'll see what happens in that. Dak been on a little bit of a tear. Can the Seahawks bounce back? Spreads, player props, over-unders. Do your futures bets, who you like. Represent the AFC and the NFC in the Super Bowl. It's all in there. Visit FanDuel.com slash juice. Kick off the NFL season. FanDuel, official partner of the NFL. Must be 21 and older. President of Ohio. First online real money wager. Only $5 pregame money line wager required. $10 first deposit required. Bonus issue does not withdraw, but bonus bets that expire seven days after receipt. See terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Morning Juice presents NFL Picks. Sponsored by Carpenter Heating, Cooling, Plumbing, and Electric. Need heating, cooling, plumbing, or electric? Yes. Call a carpenter. Call a carpenter. Call that guy. Especially, too, it's getting cold. You don't want to be having your furnace go out. Shark. Don't want that happening. Get it checked. How did we do last week? Well, you got off to a rocky start on Thanksgiving. You both took the Lions and the uh, Commies, and they both went down. But uh, you rebounded. Beamer went nine and seven. Bobby eight and eight. And right. so, uh, eight and eight. I love that's a victory for me. Yeah. 
He's still 20 games behind. <laughs> Just not getting memes. out the lotion is a win for me. <laughs> All right, here we go. Week number 13, there are six more buys this week. This is the last of the last buys, right? week, thankfully. Yeah. I don't know that I'd want to have my buy week in week 13. I about it's better than, better than week like five or six. True. Uh, anyway, only 13 games this week, starting off with Thursday night football down in beautiful Dallas. Well, Arlington to be exact. The Cowboys an Not eight. Not as beautiful. <laughs> Cowboys an eight and a half point favorite to beat the Seahawks. Yeah, I just told you, Cowboys 29 points per game is their margin of victory at home this year. That is a whole heck of a lot. Can they do it? Another good news for both these teams, they're not on short weeks because both of them did play on Thanksgiving. I just, I have the Seahawks blotted on my prep sheet and bolded. I'm wanting to talk myself out of it because of what it transpired. Would you say it was eight and a half? Yeah. yeah. Oh, I'm taking the Cowboys. Yeah, I think I'm going to have to do the old switcheroo here. A last-minute decision. I'm going to lay the points. I'm going to go with the boys here just because of that performance. San Francisco did whatever they want last week, too. Like, Yeah. Yeah, I think I just got to lay the points and go with the boys. Two very disappointing teams meeting in Foxborough. The 2-10 and ten Patriots hosting the 4-7 and seven Chargers. 2-9. Don't give them two, that extra loss. Two and nine? Yeah. Okay. Pass the balance test. Um, anyway, the Patriots at home getting five and a half. That's a lot. Chargers love to find a way to lose close games. But the Patriots, based upon that missed field goal from like 37 yards yeah. last week, <laughs> Bill was so angry. The Patriots are not good. I don't know what the weather's going to be like up there. 40, a little bit of rain, maybe a gross game. Give me the five and a half. Yeah, you're taking them? I'm yeah. going to lay the points. The I feel Chargers terrible about it. Slump bust at some point here. I'll lay the points and go with Psycho Brandon Staley. <laughs> okay. The uh, cards are not two and nine. They're two and ten. And they go to Pittsburgh to take on the Steelers. Pittsburgh a five and a half point favorite. I'll fire Matt Canada and all of a sudden they have a season high of offensive output. I'm going to lay the points. I'll go with the Steelers. I'm going to lay the points too. They had 400 yards yeah. for the first time in like 100 games. Yeah. Or since Canada's or right. took over. A year ago the Texans were 3-13-1. Now they're 6-5 and five and knocking on the playoff door. They are a three and a half point favorite at home against Denver. Knock, knock, knocking on heaven's door, Shark. Knock, knock, knocking on Mr. Unlimited's door. The one read QB. Can he get to the second read? I think he does. I'm going to lay the three and a half. I'm going to take the three and a half. I'm going to go with Mr. Unlimited. Broncos Nation, let's ride. Yeah, exactly. It was was Russell's birthday yesterday, so maybe he'll get that nice birthday present from Sierra this weekend. They're absolutely cooking. I think the Texans win, but I think it's a field goal game. Ten days after suffering that upset loss on Thanksgiving, the Lions are back at it in New Orleans. The Saints at home, a four and a half point underdog. I watched, unfortunately, a good amount of the Saints and Falcons on the quad box that was a on bad Sunday. Game. It, they, but those teams are awful. I have to lay the points and go with the Lions. They a have a revenge back. game. Dan going back, playing against his uh, squad that got he really kind of kicked him into coaching. There was Sean Payton. Uh, I'm going to lay the points. I think Detroit, they do a good job of beating bad teams. Yeah, Big, big battle in the AFC South. The Titans hosting the Colts. And Tennessee at home is a a one-and-a-half point dog. Uh, Well, based upon my fantasy roster, when you're as heavily loaded up on Colts and Lions as I am, maybe not the wisest thing in the world. Had Anthony Richardson, he's gone. 
Oh, goodness. You sit there, Jonathan Taylor. Well, he's not playing either. But I still do have Michael Pittman, and I've got the men's show. So you know who I got to roll with. Rolling with Scary Terry? I'm rolling with the men's show. I am going to take the points and go with Mike Rabel and the Tennessee Titans. All right. Not sure why they didn't flex this one to Sunday Night Football. <laughs> the uh, Jets and Falcons meeting in the Meadowlands. Oh, yes. Atlanta, a three-point road favorite. Like I just said, I watched too much of that Saints-Falcons game. I've watched a decent amount of Jets games this year. Both teams awful. I'm going to take the points and go with the Jets at home. Yeah, I feel like the Jets, with Aaron coming back, potentially gives them a little boost. It is at home. I mean, the over-under is the 33-and-a-half. I would probably take the... Before I take a team in this, I'd probably hammer the under. <laughs> that is higher or lower over-under than the Michigan-Iowa Big Ten Championship yeah, Of course game. it is. Wow. Yuck. You watch these quarterbacks, you watch these offenses. Unless you're getting a pick six in there, Beam, I don't think it hits. The first and fourth leading passers in the NFL meet this week in our nation's capital. Sam and the Commies, a nine-and-a-half-point underdog against Tua and the Dolphins. Gosh, after watching Washington and Dallas, I I gotta lay the points. I'm gonna I, lay I gotta lay the points too. Dolphins four and this year when they are favored by more than eight points. Nice beam. That was a nice nugget there. Baker Mayfield going back to face his former teammates in Tampa Bay, the Buccaneers, a five and a half points. Point. Favorite over the Panthers. Panthers are a mess. I'm going to take the points. I'm going to go with the Panthers in this. They just fired Frank Reich. Don't worry. His birthday's on Monday, though. So Frankie's? Yeah, he gets the weekend (laughs) off. Yeah, he does. I'm going to take the points. I think the Panthers still lose, but I do think they cover. Oh, come on. The Bucs are all... That division is terrible. It is. You're right. Bob, do not be smirched beam. He's, He's got a 20-game lead on you. <laughs> All right, rematch of the NFC Championship game from uh, last uh, January, I guess. This time, hopefully, the 49ers have a healthy quarterback. It's going to be uh, San Francisco at Philadelphia. The Eagles at home Getting with three. that 10-1 and one record. Two-and-a-half-point underdogs. Uh, I'm seeing three, but I'll take the two-and-a-half. We do halves here in FanDuel. Well, in FanDuel NFL picks. I get that. I get that. So I'll take I'll take the two and a half, though. If you're going to give me that for Philly, I think Philly wins this game. And if not, it will be because my daughter's cheering for him because she likes to cheer for Travis's brother now. All right. I'm going, I think this is a really high shot of it being an NFC Championship game yet again. I'm going to lay the points. I'll go with the 49ers on the road. I think they rebounded. Chase was a huge addition for them. Starting to get a little bit healthier. Lay him. Back in 1945, the Cleveland Rams won the NFL championship and then immediately moved to L.A. Now two Cleveland teams meet each other out in L.A. The Browns, a three-and-a-half-point underdog on the road. Joe Flacco time? Quite possibly. He got all the first-team reps yesterday. I'll lay the points. I'm going to I'm gonna take the points yeah? in this. Yeah. I think that Browns defense is stingy, man. Yeah, they They're are. good. One thing is Stafford playing against Swartz's against him for a while in practice. It's the same defense, more or less. That is a little bit of a concern, but uh, geez, I, I'll regret this. But uh, 
I'm going to take the points with the Browns, Shark. Sunday night football going to the frozen tundra in Green Bay. The Packers a six-point home underdog against Kansas City. Slaughterfest. Lay the points. Yeah, lay the points. And finally, Monday night football. Man, who would have seen this spread, you know, two months ago? This but gem. the Bengals are a, an eight-and-a-half-point underdog at Jacksonville. I'm going to lay the points on that, too. I, I can't get behind this Bengals offense without Joe. I can't either. I think Jake Browning does an okay job, but the Jags right now humming along nicely. Your final buys of the NFL weekend. Buffalo, Chicago, Vegas, Minnesota, the Giants, and the Baltimore Ravens. After that, we're back to full 16-game slate every single weekend from here on out. We'll get Juice coming up next. Morning Juice right here on The Fan. Fan traffic. From the Atlas Butler Plumbing Services Traffic Center. Hey there and happy Thursday. For drivers in Ross County, the ramp from State Route 138 to US 35 eastbound is closed because of a crash. Here in the Columbus Metro, not tracking any major issues. Starting to see slow traffic on 33 westbound coming in from Canal Winchester. Also on 33 eastbound coming in from the Marysville area and up near the Polaris area as well. In the 10TV Traffic Center, I'm Amy Stuggerwald. Beam has a baby face. Bobby has soft hands. That should not stop you from listening to this show. This is Morning Juice. We are on the Juice, brought to you by our good friends over at Affinity Whole Healthy Leader in Testosterone and Hormone Replacement Therapy. You can, of course, visit them on the line at feelgreatcolumbus.com. What's got you juiced? Sponsored by Krieger Ford. Visit online at kriegerford.com. Krieger Ford, the best cars, the best people, peace of mind. Sharky? Yeah. Why don't you reach into that bag and pull out some schlegs? It's just you, your boys, your coaches, ride or die, go buck yourself, whoever we play. Mm. He's an angry young man. Mm-hmm. Billy Joel once said. not really young him. either. <laughs> He's 42. Is that 40, right? be 43 in four 43. months. Hey, um, we just did our NFL picks. Yep. Have the best listeners in the world. Yep. They get angry when we give out wrong information. Yeah, we, we, this I've given out a lot of wrong information, so don't get that mad. This is not the final week of buys in the NFL. Yep. The uh, commies and the Cardinals are off next week. Thank you, Everything Sports. At Seabus Sports on Twitter. Yes. Uh, Appreciate us that. that. So before you spew your lies, we're, we're <laughs> propaganda machines. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> we didn't do it intentionally, uh, but I guess it's such a uh, noticeable uh, subtraction when those two teams don't play. Yeah, how could we forget so the commanders and the Cardinals? <laughs> I was bummed that the uh, CBJs lost last night, but one positive note from that, Zach Wierenski yeah. had his 11th assist of November. It's a nice one. That's a franchise record for nice. most assists in a single month by a defenseman. He was fired up after the game last night, too. Yeah, he was. Although, by the time the post-game interviews came around, he had calmed down. But, yeah, he's uh, he would get the uh, C yeah. on his jersey if Boone ever left. Yeah. I like Zach. Uh, former Browns coach, this is uh, just horrible news coming out of Louisiana. Former Browns coach Hugh Jackson has been fired at Grambling. Uh, two seasons there. His record was eight and fourteen. And then uh, finally, what has me juiced? I'm really enjoying this OSU basketball team. Six and one. They lost a game they were favored in. They won a game that they were underdogs in. So it all evens out. It, it, they can be sloppy at times, but uh, really looking forward to seeing how they develop. Their guard play is really fun. Yes, it sure is. Yeah. I love those guys. And uh, by the way. 
I, I listened to part of the game last night with Paul and Ronnie, but then I watched it on Big Ten Network. Joey Lane. Yeah. Joey Lane was really good. Yeah, Great was. sense of humor. He just seems like a natural on TV. Bobby, what has you juiced? Oh, goodness. Uh, a lot of stuff going with the Jackets game last night with my son, a couple of his buddies. That was a good time. I'll be turning 14 tomorrow, so taking him to breakfast in the morning before school. So nice. I will not be on, uh, unfortunately. Uh, hope and prayers for the Big Ten, for Ohio State this weekend with some of the conference championship games. Hopefully those will be raining down. And some really great news. You know, I try to coach my kids sports, and he's doing one now for the little guy up at uh, Sawmill Carriage Place. A little basketball there uh, for my first grader. And you know what? I had to get... Uh, background check. And the good news is government watch list, clear. <laughs> DOJ sex offender, clear. Good. Ohio, so, Ohio Soda County criminal search, clear. Franklin County criminal search, Not clear. Passed. <laughs> Logan, <laughs> Logan County, Athens County, Fairfield County, Allen County, all clear. The nationwide search, social security trace, all good. Just feeling good about that. <laughs> what about road rage? What about uh, shark? Well, shark road pass? rage getting out and maybe beating someone to a pulp. I don't know if that. <laughs> I think I could probably still coach. I just want to make sure that I'm not behind the wheel when you're doing it. Well, I'm, it's not. I'm not hanging out. I'm going to Epstein Island. That's basically the main thing that I think they're looking at there. Well, we're just going to throw it out. You don't want sex predators coaching no. your kids out no, there. Either. That was never even a thought when I was a kid that that would be the case. So we to make sure it's good. Okay, so good news. I'm all good. I mean, I would think that I would know that myself. Yeah, but at least I was. I too. I've got government confirmation now, <laughs> so I feel better about that. NSA watch list. I was going to play Churchill. Yeah, well, that might be true. I might be a terrorist. Um, <laughs> you know what? But at least I'm not out there. At least I'm qualified to coach youth sports, which is key. And I also passed the concussion test. So. How to coach, how to handle that. So I feel pretty solid about that. I got my certificate. Good. Got that hanging on the wall. Uh, Beam, what's got you juiced today? What's got me juiced? Uh, looking forward to the OHSA state championships uh, coming up here tonight. Good. We've got Maslin and Akron uh, Hoban playing. This is the fifth time in the last six years they played in the playoffs. I feel like they play every time. So that's happening tonight uh, at 7 o'clock. Tomorrow afternoon, you get Kirtland and Versailles. Division three. Bishop Watterson, only Columbus team yeah. uh, that is still remaining. They've got a tough task. Uh, they play Friday, tomorrow at 3 o'clock. Watterson does against Toledo Central Catholic. They're a powerhouse. Is Alter playing Glenville? Uh, Alter is playing Glenville. That's Saturday night at 7.30. Uh, so that should be a good one. Springfield's uh, taking on St. Ed's at 7.30 as yeah, well. A couple That's of tomorrow night. for you, Beam. Yeah, so I mean, we'll see what happens, but always like this weekend, state championship weekend. Best of luck to those guys. Uh, they're coming down. What's got me juiceless uh, is the fact that uh, Dong Arbor is just, he's sold a soul to the devil. So I, I've got Apple TV Plus, and I've been watching the crew games on there all year. And like, that's, it's really been no problem for regular season games. I understand that. But you have your conference semifinals. You have Hell is Real. You have the crew taking on Cincinnati for a chance to go and host MLS Cup final. Uh, and the Eastern Conference semifinal and the Western Conference well, I guess finally, the Eastern and the Western Conference Final are both on Apple streaming only. No Why TV. Not? So if you're if you wanted to get Way into to the crew, promote the games locally. If you're if you wanted to get into the crew and you wanted to watch the games, fear not, we'll have it for you here on the fan. You can listen to the awesome sounds of Chris Doran, but you won't be able to watch it with your eyeballs. So that had me juiceless for sure. Uh, finding that out yesterday, I'm like getting ready to do the podcast with T Bone today, and we're going to talk all things about it. Like, I wonder if this game's on Fox or anything. Nope. No, it's not. So we're just streaming away. What about MLS Cup? MLS Cup is on big TV, is on big Fox. So if they make it to the final, 
which will be here in Columbus next weekend. If they do pass, uh, if they get past Cincinnati, it will be on big TVs, but you can't watch hell is real unless you want to pay the $14. Uh, and then you can watch the rest of the playoff games, which also includes the Western conference finals. And quite frankly, I won't even be uh, watching that one. Is it Flacco time in Cleveland? We're going to ask Albert Breer of the MMQB next morning juice right here on the fan. Fan traffic from the Atlas Butler Plumbing Services Traffic Center. A good Thursday morning to you. A heads up for drivers in Ross County. The ramp from State Route 138 to US 35 eastbound is closed because of a crash. Other than that, here in the Columbus Metro, your roads are looking pretty good. No major issues to let you know about. Starting to see slow traffic on 33 westbound coming in from Canal Winchester. Also up in the Polaris area on I-71. In the 10TV Traffic Center, I'm Amy Steyerwald. A radio show hosted by two former football players. One slightly more successful than the other. You're listening to Morning Juice. Hour number three of the program for us on a Thursday. Brandon B., Bobby Carpenter, Mark the Shark. Momentarily, we're going to be joined by Albert Breer, MMQB. Talk to NFL with him. 835, Prez Bez, Tim Bezbachenko, President and General Manager of your Columbus Crew. He's going to join the program, talk a little Columbus Crew soccer, heading down to Cincy, Hell is Real, Part 3, chance to go to MLS Cup Final on Saturday. So we'll talk to Bez at 835. And then Adam Boquist, Jackets defenseman, he's going to round out the program with us coming up here around 848 this morning to finish the show off as a different Jackets player does every single Thursday right here on The Juice. Right now, it's at a re-rack. Keeping you informed about what's trending this morning. It's time for a little re-rack on Morning Juice. Sponsored by Billiards Plus, your destination for the perfect holiday gift. Billiards Plus on Dublin Center Drive in Dublin. Jackets lose a close one again last night. Three minutes left to go in the game. You were at Nationwide Arena. Habs four, Jackets two. Snip, snap, snip, snap, snip, snap. Yep. Up, tied, up, tied, down. 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 (laughs) And there it went. 57 minutes in, Beam. Yeah. You give it up. It's a tough one. Jackets at home tomorrow. 7 o'clock start against the Sens coming up here. Uh, we should kick off a nice little weekend that you've got going in Columbus. Buckeye Hoops get it done against Central Michigan last night. 88-61. Bruce Thornton, 25 points last night. Roddy Gale, 11 points. Good, fun backcourt that the Buckeyes have this season. Their next game comes in Big Ten fashion. Will they play one of two Big Ten games before the turn of the new year? They take on the Golden Gophers 6.30 p.m. on Sunday. Right now we're going to head out to the Bryant Heating and Cooling Systems Fan Guest Hotline. Check in with our good friend of the MMQB. He is Albert Breer. Albert, have you mourned? Are we are we through the funk? How we doing after last weekend's game? Yeah. Yeah, I don't like I it's like kind of embarrassing how poorly I handle this. I mean, I'm 30, I'm 43 years old. So, <laughs> um, but, uh, no, I've dug through it. You know, like my, my big takeaway, um, after like digging through everything and I, I dive into everything after these losses. And, um, you know, I, it, it's weird. And I, you know, I, I'd love to hear Bobby's opinion on this, but it, it did feel to me like in the final analysis, like, like they coached this game, like like our guys, like kind of like played this game to prove something, right? And it sort of felt like their staff, their players, they handle it in a very NFL way. Um, in that, you know, the true freshman goes in, they throw right at them. You know, there's a coverage issue, issue at linebacker, they throw at that. Um, they're going for it on fourth down. You know, they're managing the situations, the fourth downs with. Um, with the trick plays, you know, with Alex Orgy and, and, and Donovan Edwards throwing the ball. Um, it just felt like 
they played a better situational game and they owned the margins because they played the game in a very NFL way. And again, um, you know, I think a lot of that comes down to just kind of figuring out what your opponent's weakness is and, and tearing it open, which ironically is what Ryan did really well um, against Michigan when he was the offensive coordinator and, and in his first year as the head coach. Well, it's interesting, you know, Albert, as I, I talked earlier, you know, you're watching the game and, you know, defensively, he didn't play poorly, didn't make you know any of the, the critical stops, especially in the second yeah. half. You get off the field, but it's after 56 yards and you know, five, six minutes drain off. But they, I felt like Sean Moore did a good job of manufacturing some big hits where he knew that they weren't going to be able to drive the ball consistently for touchdowns. And so that's the Alex Orgy coming out at the half. It's the halfback pass. Like We've got to find a way to steal... 20 to 30 some odd yards on a drive to set us up if we plan on scoring yep. a touchdown. So it kind of had that feeling to it, you know, as you look back on it and, you know, then win the field position battle. There's just a lot of little areas that are in there that you think if maybe one goes the other way, um, it potentially, you know, could yeah. shift how the game goes. You know, you know, what's interesting, Bobby, is I remember having a conversation with Chip Kelly about this. And, um, you know, I, 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 I asked Chip, like, this was probably five, six years ago, <clears throat> what he learned most, um, you know, in, in coaching in the NFL. And he was already, I, I believe he's already at UCLA at this point. And he said the biggest difference between um, college and the NFL is in college you have to teach situations. In the NFL, situations are everything. He's like, because the margins are so narrow in the NFL, everything comes down to red zone, third down. Whereas, like, in college, you might see those once you might see those as critical situations once every four or five weeks. Right. And, um, you know, and, and, and so he's like, I, you know, he's like, I really like wish I had better known that when I went into the NFL, because at Oregon, he's like, we would win three or four games in a row and we wouldn't have to deal with one of those in any of those games, you know? And um, I sort of felt like that was what this, it's sort of like what these games always come down to. Right. But I think, this game in particular kind of was played the way an NFL game is played where, you know, games are so often won on those margins. He is Albert Breer, the MMQB with us here on the Bryant heating and cooling systems fan guest hotline. Take it to the NFL. Is it Flacco time in Cleveland, Albert? Oh, it's getting close to it. <laughs> I mean, um, you know, I, I know they wanted to give DTR some runway, um, but obviously concussion, um, you know, it kind of puts that in flux and, I just think right now, if you're Kevin Stefanski, you owe it to the guys on your roster um, and the defense that's played so well to give them the best chance. And, um, you know, that means that if the door is open, if the door swings open because DTR can't play this week because of the concussion and Joe Flacco walks through that door and Joe Flacco plays really well, you owe it to the guys in the roster to to, to go to Joe Flacco then. Um, You know, if this is September or October, I think we'd certainly be talking about something else. And again, like I think it was Kevin's intention to give uh, Dwayne Thompson Robinson a little bit of runway to kind of try and see what he could get and see if he could raise the ceiling a little bit on the position. But I just think it's you know such a critical point of the season now with the Browns in the thick of the playoff hunt that you got to do what's best for the team in the here and now. And if Flacco shows on Sunday because of the injury to DTR, that he is the best guy to give you that opportunity, then you got to go with it. What what went wrong for Frank Reich in Carolina? Um, I, I don't know that he was the best fit for the owner. Um, I think that, that that that's probably the first thing. Um, you know, I think that there's there's a number of different things that relate back to David Tepper. 
I think the the assembly of the coaching staff was a big one. Um, Bobby is like, you know, what they wanted to do was build like an all-star staff. And that all sounds great. And there were a lot of really good coaches on that staff. But, you know, I think a, a big part of the failure there was you had a lot of cooks in the kitchen on offense. The defense wasn't really tied to the offense, even though Ezero Evero did a good job on the defensive side. Um, you know, and I think that led to the team not really playing a complimentary game in any way. Um, and I think given some time, because there were a lot of good coaches on that staff, they might have figured it out. You know, the problem was that, you know, as as things went the wrong way, I think you started to see some cracks in the leadership and um, and then the losses start to pile up. And I don't think what CJ's doing in Houston helped much either, you know, when Bryce Young's struggling. Um and so I think one thing added to another, added to another. And, you know, David Tepper has this saying that he says to everybody in, in the building, and it's, you know, from, you know, being a hedge fund manager for so many years, is don't let one mistake become two. Um, and that's always been sort of his approach, and it's been his approach through six years in, in, in handling the football team. And um, I think that was sort of what it came down to here was he had sort of determined that hiring Frank Reich was a mistake and watching the way that everything unfolded over the last three months, and he wasn't going to let – you know, he wasn't going to let that mistake get bigger um, in his mind. And that prevented, I think, Frank Reich and his staff from building to where they needed to get. Just from a 30,000 foot view, Albert, I mean, you've got him, you know, David Tepper coming out there and doing the press conference and to be like, oh, we thought that the Texans were going to take Bryce and then we were going to land CJ. Like openly saying yeah. that in the middle of the season is kind of a wild thing. Like I know it's a super yep. valuable position for 32 franchises to have a head coach opening, but he's burned through, you know, three permanent head coaches. You're on your sixth total head coach. Like, is that a undesirable destination in coaching circles just with how meddling David Tepper is? Yeah, well, so there are two ways to look at this right now. It is insane. Like, if you think about this, like at the end of the year, right, he'll have had 99 games as as owner. 22 of those 99 games will have been led by an interim coach. I mean, think Mm -hmm. about that. (laughs) You know what I mean? Like, over one in five games since he's become owner has been coached by an interim coach. Um, So that just speaks to the instability there. I would say, yes. Like, if a coach has options, that's going to that that's going to be a part of it, right? Um, and 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 I think if you're somebody who is looking at two or three jobs, the idea that you know you'd be going to work for an owner who could pull the plug for, on you quickly would be a factor. That said, there have been owners in the past who have learned their lesson. Um, you know, Robert Kraft was meddling at the beginning in New England, and then he you know learned his lesson and he gave full control to Bill Belichick, and we know what became of that. More recently, the Niners, right? Like, Jed, you are clashed big time with Jim Harbaugh in 2013 and 2014. And then he went through a year with Jim Tom Sula fired him, a year with Chip Kelly fired him. What did he do? Well, he turned around and he gave six-year deals, which were unprecedented at the time, to both John Lynch and Kyle Shanahan, and we know what that's become. So I think there is evidence out there that owners can learn. Um, I think, you know, in the end, what this probably winds up doing is it, it – it probably means David Tepper is going to have to give a little more job security, um, whether it's contractually or otherwise, to whoever he brings in to be his new head coach. Um, and even then, like a guy with options like a Ben, ben Johnson or a Bill Belichick or whoever might be out there um, come January with multiple options might still say, no, I don't want to work for him. Um, that's sort of the bet he's made for himself. But there's de- definitely plenty of evidence of guys who – you had these sorts of problems at the beginning as owners that wound up doing a pretty good job down the line. 
Yeah, it's just a wild situation to me. Like we've been talking about it for the last month, and then yeah. finally, finally, it happened. And then uh, they're going to be looking for a new coach here in the off season. Well, a- you compare. I mean, you can you compare it to like again Houston. It's like I mean, like they look like they're cooking with gas now with yeah. Tomiko and CJ. You know what I mean? And so Will Anderson just, too defensively. And 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 remember this too. Like Houston was that team. What six months ago, right? Because they had just turned through. David Culley and Lovey Smith after firing Bill O'Brien, right? So they were in that same spot. So these things can turn pretty quick. Buddy, always appreciate the time. Glad to hear that you're doing well. And we've uh, we've gotten off the <laughs> message boards. We've gotten our mean tweets out of us. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was a, it was a so, tough so one. Those, those, those message boards aren't healthy places. I hope everybody <laughs> back there is doing well. And, uh, hey, maybe we can still get in, right? Like, go Louisville, go Oklahoma State. I think that's what we need, right? I think we're all going to be watching that, watching those pretty closely. Buddy, appreciate it. Have a great rest of the week, and we'll check it again soon, all right? All right, thanks, guys. There he goes, Albert Breer, MMQB, with us here on the Bryant Heating and Cooling Systems Fan Guest Hotline. Bob and I will duel to the death next. Morning Juice right here on The Fan. Fan traffic. From the Atlas Butler Plumbing Services Traffic Center. Happy Thursday to you. A heads up for drivers in Ross County. The ramp from State Route 138 to US 35 eastbound is closed because of a crash. Here in the Columbus Metro, though, your roads are looking pretty good. Starting to see some more activity on 33 westbound in the Canal Winchester area. Also, up on I-71 near Polaris. In the 10TV Traffic Center, I'm Amy Stugger. Keep on swiping that card, baby. Keep on swiping that card. Charge it to winning. This is Morning Juice. Brandy Bean, Bobby Carpenter, Mark the Shark. Cruising along here. Well, Thursday edition of the program. Right now, we duel to the death. Morning Juice presents Duel at Dawn. Sponsored by FanDuel, the exclusive online sportsbook partner of Morning Juice. Just sign up at FanDuel.com slash juice. Are your pearl handle pistol ready, Shark? I'm ready for that big duel. What did we do last week? Well, last week we didn't do because it was Thanksgiving. Two weeks ago, Bobby won 4-2, and so he picks up win number 14. And we move on to episode number 47 of Duel at Dawn. You know, Tiger Woods is returning to the links today for the Hero World Challenge down in the Bahamas. There are 20 golfers in the field. field. No cuts. Where will Tiger finish? 1 through 20. When's the last time that Tiger Woods played? Do we know? I feel like it was in a major. Did he play in the PGA Championship last year? I know he played in the Masters. Played in the Masters. Made the cut. That was tough for him. And then that was it. So the last time that that we saw him was at the Masters last year. He played in the Genesis. He played at Riv. Uh, He was tough. He was walking around there. And then he played at the Masters. So we have not seen him since April of last year. It's one with a noticeably less of a limp. So, Ain't nothing changed but his limp, Beam. Listen, this is his this is his golf course down here. This is his tournament. It's my island. Like, does he have uh, Does he have Charlie on the bag with him this week? Do we know that or not? Charlie I, I bit heard, his finger, Beam. <laughs> Charlie. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. That's an old school pool. Out of My you. kids said that the other day, which I couldn't believe they've that's seen That video is like 20 years Charlie old. Oh, <laughs> uh, I, I heard reports that Charlie was going to be on the bag, and if not, it doesn't matter. It's a fun. It's a, he should be in school. It's hit and giggle is what this is yeah, this right. week. How much Tiger made from his uh, dropping out of Stanford? A lot of money. With a good amount of chunk of change. Ron uh, James never went to college either. Let's mm. say a nice... 14th place finish for Tiger. Oh, gosh. That's super ambitious. I'm just going to say 62. 
Even though there's 20 golfers in the field? I thought you said it was 120. No, 20. 20. Oh. Minus 100. Yeah, I'll say 13. Okay, nice. Wow. What'd you say? 16. Four, say you said 14. Oh, did I? Yeah. Okay. I can change it to 16. Uh, no, 14. Let's go for it. All right. College football playoff selection Sunday is at noon on Sunday. Who, I don't need to know the order, but just who will be the four teams picked for the playoffs? Oh, I'm going to say Georgia. I'm going to say Oregon. Michigan. I'm going to say Michigan. There's your three-pack. I don't know. I was going to maybe slide Iowa in there, Beam. Yeah. uh, First two-loss team ever to make it? Yeah. That explosive offense the committee loves. Um, I'm going to say Ohio State. Yeah? Go with the Buckeyes? If I can't say it here, then it has zero chance of happening. So That's true. I'll say it softly. I'll say it uh, because Very what flaccid. I say usually doesn't happen here. So I like I would like to be wrong. I'll say Georgia-Michigan. It's either between Washington or Oregon. Both of those teams could get in if some other craziness happens. Um, I'll say Washington. And I think... Texas takes down Oklahoma State. I think okay. the, I think we're going to know at 3 o'clock yeah, you know, on Saturday. That's probably what will happen. According to our good friends at FanDuel, the over-under oh, for Saturday's Big Ten Championship day. game is 34.5. However, the over-under for number of points Iowa will score is 6.5. So I was bad. looking at that. I'm like, I thought that was the spread. I'm like, that can't be right. Will the Hawkeyes score over or under 6.5 points against the Wolverines? Hammer the over. I'm going to say under. <laughs> I don't know. I think they have two field goals. I don't think they get in the end zone. Oh, my God. I'm going to take the if over. If they do, it's because they scored nine. All right. Well, you're forgetting punt returns and special teams. Yeah, but what's his name's out? He's done. So he's yeah, there. but you're forgetting pick sixes, too. Yeah, Cooper they don't DeGene, throw the ball. Yeah, How often do they throw the ball? Yeah, that's true. Fumble. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Fumble. Exactly. I'm talking myself off the ledge. I'm a, I'll stick with the over. Pick one player. On the Cowboys or the Seahawks to score a touchdown in Thursday night football. CeeDee Lamb. Ah, you're, you took it from me. Brandon, Jeopardy, I'll take... Uh, Jeopardy had bud, hit the buzzer. <laughs> I'll take Brandon Cooks, just because he's on my fantasy team, and I'm willing him to a big outburst. All right, two games for the Blue Jackets this weekend. Friday at home against Ottawa. Sunday at Boston. How many combined goals will Columbus score in those two games? Seven in the first. Five-two Jackets win tomorrow night. No, I'm looking just for Blue Jackets goals. Okay, so five tomorrow night. I'll go five. Zero against the Bruins. They're going to want revenge this weekend. I will say four. Taking the under? Yeah. The Pittsburgh Steelers went 58 straight games without amassing 400 yards of total offense, and then they changed offensive coordinators, and then they amassed 421 yards against the Bengals on Sunday. This Sunday, Pittsburgh faces... Lowly two and ten Arizona. How many total yards will the Steelers amass? Four twenty nine. Ooh, back to back four hundred yard yeah. weeks for the Steelers. Uh, I'll take the under slightly on that. I'll say uh, I don't know. The Cardinals are really bad. Depends on the weather. I'll say three sixty two. All right, Eagles quarterback Jalen Hurts having a great season. Some say an MVP season. He has thrown eighteen touchdown passes. He has run for another eleven touchdowns this season. But the Eagles face that mighty 49ers defense Sunday afternoon. How many touchdowns will Jalen Hurts account for against San Francisco? See this being like a 28-24 game. I'll even include receiving touchdowns. 31-28 game. 
Um, I'll say three. I think he goes two through the air and one on the ground. That's a good number. I'll stay with that. All right, finally, the tiebreaker. Should we need one? There are 10 football conferences in the FBS, which means there are 10 conference championships this weekend. The largest over-under in any of the 10 games is at the final Pac-12 championship game in Las Vegas. That's crazy to say out loud. Yes, the final one. It makes me sad, actually. Very sad. Uh, FanDuel put the Oregon-Washington over-under at 66.5 points. We know that you can't score a half point. So how many points do you think the Ducks and Huskies will combine for? I would say 68. The last time they met it was 69. 68's a good guess. This time they're playing in a controlled environment. They're playing out in the Dome in Vegas. I'll say a 74-pack. Ooh. Yeah, I think it's going to be a nice one. I think that'll be a fun one. By the way, if you want to go to that game, uh, it is the cheapest Power 5 championship game available to, to you. Teams with college football implications on the line in Vegas. Conference championship game. You can get into the big Roomba stadium for tickets as low as $37. Pretty good. You know, I was looking last week because I was going to get tickets for the uh, Buckeye game. They were like, uh, the cheapest ticket was 139 You know what it is now? It's down. I saw 54 the other day. 41 bucks. Yeah, because no one from Iowa is going to the game, I doubt. Yeah, we haven't been in three years. That's why the tickets were going to be so expensive. Well, they were always expensive when Ohio State went there because we're three hours away and Buckeye fans travel. Now, they won't travel to the Orange Bowl, but no. they would travel no to the Orange Bowl. No one will. <laughs> yeah, no one will go to the Orange Bowl. President, general manager of your Columbus crew, Prez Bez, Tim Bezbachenko, he joins us. We'll preview Hell is Real Part 3 with him next. Morning Juice right here on The Fan. Fan traffic. From the Atlas Butler Plumbing Services Traffic Center. Good morning and happy Thursday to you. Right now, if you're in Ross County, just know there is a crash on the ramp from State Route 138 to US 35 eastbound. Here in the Columbus Metro, though, no major issues to let you know about. In the 10 TV Traffic Center, I'm Amy Stark. Here's a list of undisputed facts. Beamer is round. Shark was a swinger. And no one derails a show like Bobby Carpenter. No one. This is Morning Juice. Free to be Bobby Carpenter, Mark the Shark. Cruise along here. Well, Thursday edition of the program. Right now, we're going to head out to the Bryant Heating and Cooling Systems fan guest hotline and check in the man in charge of your Columbus crew, president, general manager of the crew. He is Tim Bezbachenko. Prezbez, uh, thanks for the time. As always, happy match week. Got through Atlanta, the best of three. That's when we first talked to you here as you guys embarked on your playoff journey. Got that done in three games. Game last week coming up against Orlando was good. Late goal by Cucho at the end. Saw you guys through. Now we sit. Eastern Conference Finals. It is Hell is Real, Part 3. Columbus, Cincinnati, all to play for, chance to host MLS Cup. What's the vibe in the building? I know this is a massive week for Columbus. <laughs> well, thanks for having me, guys. And, um, you know, that was a nice tee-up on, on what we've done so far in the playoffs. And, and the vibe in the building is, 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 is strong. It's, it's focused, I would say. Um, obviously, it, it, a couple days after the long... Uh, match against Orlando where we went 120 minutes. The last few days have been focused on recovery, uh, but the, but the vibe is in the building is electric. The players are focused, and uh, the staff. You know, everybody has just one thing on mind, is to, which is to go down uh, to Cincy and, and get a result. So you know, obviously, there's some different roster moves you you can make, and regardless of sport, it's always important to have the front office and the coaching aligned on kind of what scheme and how you see players being implemented. Finding those players to this scheme. I mean, do you feel like this is 
maybe a justification for the success and maybe a little ups and downs through some of the early goings, but now this roster is clicking with the style that uh, Wilfred Nassi is trying to put out there? Yeah, I think I think that's right. I mean, you know, it's 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 always a challenge when you uh, you're bringing in a new coach and coaching staff to uh, find the alignment uh, so quickly. But uh, we put a lot of effort into making sure that you know the coach we brought in really fit the the style of play that we're trying to implement, which is to be entertaining and to have possession uh, and to kind of create this identity, not just with the first team, but from our academy to crew two to the first team. And and Wilfried, um, Nancy, and his coaches really checked all the boxes and, and fit it to a T. And then kudos to them because they really – uh, accepted the project, uh, created an outstanding culture in the locker room, and and set a high standard for the players. And 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 as you mentioned, it it doesn't happen overnight. It didn't. We we went through a, you know, very different parts of the year. Mm-hmm. We we're up and down. Obviously, there were some 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 games where we conceded late. Um, but but I think we addressed each challenge uh, as it came. And and Wilfred has done a very good job of. Of 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 learning uh, throughout this season to get to where we are now. Does he talk in soliloquy and haiku just uh, throughout his life, like when he's not talking about soccer? Because like, you just listen to him in press conferences and you look listen to him talk about the game. It's like, well, you know, we could do things X, Y, and Z, and I could talk about you know strategies, but really, it's beautiful, and we want you know the fans to enjoy. It. Like, does he just talk about this? Is that the way he talks like throughout his his life? Yeah, it is. Uh, <laughs> he's he's. Uh, the French accent helps. Um, that, you know, we got to say that the French accent helps. Uh, wish we all, you know, could break that out sometimes. But uh, no, he 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 really thinks things uh, about things in a different way, uh, which is helpful. You know, sometimes I have to, and our staff have to be some a little bit more pragmatic. And there's a nice blend and balance. Um, but but you know, I think the the players I know appreciate it because it's not just how do we get a result. It's 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 about the why. Uh, uh, and, and Wilfrey's always talking about why we do things and, and thinks about it very long term, which, which, is, which is a healthy thing for a club. He is Tim Bespachenko, President General Manager of your Columbus crew with us here on the Bryant Heating and Cooling Systems Fan Guest Hotline. Saturday, 6 o'clock, Hell is Real Part 3 down in Cincinnati. Chance to host MLS Cup on the line. And, uh, you know, Bez, we, we talked last time we had you on here about Patrick Schulte and you know, kind of usurping Aloy Room and Aloy moves on during the transfer period. What he's done at a young age, I really do feel like if you go back to the first Hell is Real instance, he made that mistake. Since then, mm-hmm. he has seemed to put that in the rearview mirror. He had some unbelievable saves down in Orlando, like heroic saves, man of the match type saves. Like he's been a, such a crucial point uh, playing out of the back in the way that the coach uh, and the staff want to play this game. Like, can you just explain uh, the the growing that he's gone through? Because right now he's one of the best keepers in MLS, and at such a young age, it's very impressive. Yeah, it's really ex- exciting to see and watch. Um, you know, going back to last year, his first year as a pro, spending the whole year with Crew Two, getting the reps. Uh, under, you know, Laurent Courtois, um, and it was very helpful. And then obviously they went, went on and to win MLS Next Pro Cup. Um, and, and I know despite that not being the first team, being in the playoffs and going to a championship, I think really helped him be ready for this year. Uh, and then obviously starting the year, seeing what Aloy, uh, does every day to be, you know, a better pro and to develop uh, on and off the field is something that's been incredible to watch, and he's really accepted the challenge. And then Wilfried and, and Phil Berger have really taken uh, him under the, the, you know, their wings and, and spent a lot of time on video, um, but also just out on the pitch, 
um, explaining to him how he can take his game to the next level. And to, to Pat's credit, he's accepted the challenge and really owned it. So when he made a mistake in, in Cincinnati or there's a couple other matches where, um, you know, he, he maybe either came out for the ball uh, too early or maybe uh, didn't come out, just talking with him to really – talk about having confidence in owning the box, especially the six yard box. And, and I think you've seen that over the last, you know, month or two. And, and certainly in, in Orlando where we thought he had one of the best performances he's had, um, you know, in the crew crest. So uh, it's exciting to see, but I think he has some more growth to, you know, we haven't seen the best of Schulte yet, which is uh, again, exciting. Does Kucho need to score to, for the, to get the win in? Does he need to, <clears throat> I don't think so. Um, it, it would be great, obviously, if he scores. But he 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 creates so much on and off the ball, uh, and he requires a lot of attention from the defenders, uh, which will be in Cincinnati. That it'll open up space for Diego. I think you saw that in Orlando, where uh, Rossi had, I think, at least four or five shots that were were partly created because of the attention that the opponent has to to put on Cucho. So I think Rossi could step up. Uh, you know, Darlington, we have a whole host of players that I think can can put the ball in the back of the net, but certainly Cucho's uh, engagement, his intensity, um, and, 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 and just his all-around quality is something that we need. We need our big players to step up in matches if we're going to uh, end up holding up the, the cup at the end of the, the day. Yeah, absolutely. Cucho's been tremendous uh, at this later portion of the stages, too. Just got announced at MLS Best 11. He's kind of going into that false nine, not a true nine, but advanced playmaker role, and he has given uh, defenses quite the ter- quite the terrible time uh, when he's flanked by his comrades right there. Game is won and lost, Bez, by what? Because at the end of the day, I mean, Aiden has been great. Darlington has been great. Darlington scores bangers only. We know that when he does decide a goal, it's usually from outside of the 18. But uh, for me, it's one and lost in the midfield, and you guys have one of the best, if not the best pairing in all of MLS. Yeah, Aiden and Darlington have been fantastic. Uh, obviously, they do um, they complement each other so much. You know, Darlington is his ability to uh, keep possession. He's sort of our metronome who's who's keeping a high level. Um, so we can advance the ball up the field, and then Aiden not only can uh, put a nice tackle in, um, but he's he's getting more in advanced positions to um, you know hopefully find a shot or, or arrive in the box late. He had a really good shot from distance in Orlando that gave their goalkeeper uh, a difficult save to make. So yeah, we're 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 feeling very. Uh, strong about our midfield, very good about our midfield. But I think the game's going to be won and lost about you know who, whose identity shines through. If we're mm-hmm. disciplined and we stick to the way we play and we're able to to kind of dominate the ball in possession and protect um, ourselves from the counterattack, I think we have a good chance of, of getting the result. Yeah, they're going to be without Matt Miazga, too. Just handed out a three-game suspension by the league. Bez, always appreciate the time. Thanks so much. Very excited uh, for this opportunity for the city come Saturday, 6 o'clock. No, it's down in Cincy, but go get the go get the win, and then hopefully we'll check in again soon uh, when you guys are hosting MLS Cup next week, all right? Yeah, thanks for having me, and, and for the pl- the people who want to watch the game, you know, there's a watch party down at Lower.com in the pub and on the plaza, so it'd be a fun place to go to, to catch the match. That'd be great. Thanks, Bez. Always appreciate it. Thanks, guys. There he goes. Tim Bezbachenko, President General Manager of your Columbus crew with us here on the Bryant Heating and Cooling Systems Fan Guest Hotline. You can go down there. You can watch the game, or you can listen to the game right here on the fan. 5.30 start, 6 o'clock kickoff down there at TQL Stadium in Cincinnati. Hell is real, part three, coming up on Saturday. Jackets defenseman Adam Boquist, he's going to round out the program with us next. Morning Juice right here on The Fan. 
Fan traffic. From the Atlas Butler Plumbing Services Traffic Center. Happy Thursday to you. Right now, no major issues on your central Ohio roadways to let you know about. We are starting to see traffic pick up on 71 southbound, especially near Weber Road. But again, no crashes right now that we are tracking. In the 10TV Traffic Center, I'm Amy Steigerwald. What's the going rate for a good babysitter? Also, Shark needs a raise. You're listening to Morning Juice. Wrapping things up here. Thursday edition of the program. Brandon B. and Bobby Carpenter. Mark the Shark and we here on The Juice. Brought to you by our good friends over at Affinity Whole Healthy Leader in Testosterone and Hormone Replacement Therapy. You can visit them on the line at feelgreatcolumbus.com. This portion of the show, every single Thursday, we talk some jackets. Oh, false start, five-year penalty. Morning Juice presents Talking Jackets. Give it back to Johnny Gaudreau. Left wing circle. Takes a shot. And he scores. Here's Johnny. Sponsored by Schottenstein Roofing. Proud partner of the Columbus Blue Jackets. Announce the Brian Heating and Cooling Systems fan guest hotline. Checking with Jackets defenseman Adam Boquist. Adam, happy Thursday, bud. Thanks for the time. Tough one last night. It was a kind of a... Wild affair. You guys take the lead, give it back, take the lead, give it back. Ultimately, three minutes left to go. Uh, give it away against the Habs. It's been a storyline for you guys. and We've we talked to uh, your coach, Pascal Vincent, every single Wednesday here on this show, and it's trying to get ultimately over the hurdle. And I know it's been uh, kind of a wild ride this year on that case, but majority of the game, very good, and then give it up late. Uh, is a tough one last night against Montreal. Yeah, for sure. Thank, thanks for having me. Uh, but yeah, it's, uh, it's a rough one, especially, uh, you know, uh, we had a good win against Boston there and had a good feeling coming into that game. But yeah, it's a new day today and uh, we look forward to tomorrow against uh, Ottawa. Yeah, it should be a good one tomorrow night. Nationwide's going to be packed. Nice little Friday evening here in Columbus. Momentum is such a funny thing, Adam, and you know, you guys can seize it and you can take it or it can go the opposite way and do funny things uh, with your mind here. How, how big of a of a thing is that momentum in real time when you're playing in these games? I mean, you know, the building can feel it. You guys can feel it, I'm sure, staving off some of the pressure. But I mean, how, how big of that in general would you say uh, that is in the game of hockey? Yeah, I think uh, it comes with it. You know, it's it's always fun to play at home uh, in the home barn, and that's where you wanna wanna win the most. Uh, kind of, you know, uh, make the make the fans proud and stuff. But yeah, as I said, it's uh, it's it's a new day, and you know, we can't look look far. Uh, you know, we just gotta take uh, take one game at a time and uh, do make the best out of it. So you know, as you look at obviously the game last night, Adam and. You know, a couple times there, the Canadians were able to kind of set up shop uh, in the zone. I mean, how how tough is that? You start getting late late into you know a, 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 a shift, and it's been a minute, minute and a half, and they've been able to continue to stay down there, can't clear the zone, and it looked at times. I mean, legs were getting real heavy. I mean, what's the secret to being able to turn that thing and, and finally get get a shift change, get the puck cleared? Yeah, that's a that's a great question. You know, it's it's that's what you all, always want to do to the to the other team. Get a long shift in the ozone, get them tired, and you know, be able to change in the ozone. But uh, when that stuff happens, you just gotta you gotta keep them on the outside and keep battling. And it's uh, it's 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 definitely hard because you know you don't have your legs at that time. But uh, yeah, you just gotta make the best out of it. He is Jackets defenseman Adam Boquist with us here on the Bryant Heating and Cooling Systems fan guest hotline. There's a story, Adam, that came out. Uh, one of your younger teammates, international, you're an international player too as well, and you know, could ask you about your situation. You come over, you're drafted by the Blackhawks, you're in a different country. Um, 
How tough of a situation is that? I know Voronkov was going through it a little bit, uh, being dropped in a different country, not really have any friends, any family over here. How tough is that situation for a young player to first go through when they're first playing in the NHL? Yeah, I mean, it's different, uh, for sure. I think uh, my first year helped me a lot when I played junior in uh, London, Ontario. Uh, I had a billet family that took care of me, and my teammates were great. And then uh, my first year in Chicago, I lived with the the Brinkat, uh, and then my second year as well. So I had had good people around me, and, you know, I was always looked looked after and stuff like that. So I never had to really go to the grocery store myself and, you know, the do that kind of stuff so uh but obviously it's 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 different when you don't have your family here your friends your girlfriend or whatever you know it's but hopefully uh, you know we're we're a, we're a tight group here and i think Voronkov uh, likes us a lot and uh, that's what made him stay Said uh, we were talking to Pascal Vincent yesterday. Said you guys went out to a nice dinner in Jersey, had an awesome, awesome time there, and kind of persuaded him to stay, which I think is a good job out of you. Some nice team building experience out of you guys, buddy. Always appreciate the time. Thanks so much for hopping on with us here this morning. Good luck tomorrow against the Sens. Bring home a couple of points, and we'll check in again soon. All right. Thank you. There you go. Good day. You as well. There he goes, defenseman for the Jackets. Adam Boquist with us here on the Bryant Heating and Cooling Systems Fan Guest Hotline. Just the more I think about it, like that'd be such a hard situation. Dropped into a phone oh, coach. Yeah. Don't speak the language. I mean, that would just be a wild thing. Like, he's from Sweden. They speak English over there. Like, they're taught English at a very yeah. young age. So you can get it. I mean, some of these Russians that come in, I mean, you dropped here. and you Imagine know. going to Kroger. Yeah, absolutely. Just by yourself. You know, I heard Jody talking about it. You know, here's some Shelly time on uh, Bishop and Friends. Yeah. There and he was talking about how hard that would be. You know, they're trying the Russians are all hanging out together, but just culturally, language wise, he's like, You're only at the rink three, four hours a day. Right. He's gotta figure it out outside of that. And I was talking to Roslovic's mom last night. She was sitting beside behind me and just even when he went to Winnipeg, like going somewhere like, Hey, handle all this stuff. And they really didn't have a great support system for being able to manage that. And that's just in Canada. Yeah. He's from here. Yes. Exactly. Still so, being in a different country. It is, but like you're in a remote part. Yeah. I, when I went to Dallas, it was tough. Like, yeah. And I was 22, let alone being 19. You know, I can't imagine when you're 19 years old what that's like. Why are we hearing the song? Because the wall was released today, I believe. And then this was obviously the featured song on this going to number one. Where are you at on Pink Floyd? I like this. I'm not a huge Pink Floyd of everything, but I enjoy this. They get a little weird sometimes. Well, yeah. A little funky. Absolutely. Yeah, they're pretty good. Throw them on there, Shark. I know that you're a big Pink Floyd guy. Not really. No? It, it, it was... As uh, much pot as you enjoy? <laughs> it was kind of an acquired taste back in the day. Mm. You know, you turn on Wizard of Oz, you play Dark Side of the Over the Moon backwards. Yeah. Starting to listen to some things. All those satanic messages. <laughs> <laughs> Our daily fans. Fam Shark, pork. huge Satan worshiper, by the way. Oh, yeah. Is that is that his next in line, too? Oh, it kind of fits in line with his mantra. Yeah. You know? Red Com- for Russia, communist. red for Satan. <laughs> Our daily fan poll, sponsored by Dick Master. For I didn't know that about you, Shark. Our fan poll at nine seven one. He's a fan. fun guy. He is a fun guy. I learn something new about you every day. I learn something new on the show every day. Fun and drama. How many current Ohio State football assistant coaches will not return next season? Zero, one, two, or three plus. That's interesting. I don't know. I would say. I would say two. I would say for two sure. for sure. And then if you feel froggy, could be. 
three no, plus. You know why guys are leaving? I mean, opportunities. Maybe yeah. they're not asked to come back. But maybe Jim Knowles. I don't think anybody foresaw him potentially being the head coach at Duke either. 60% saying two so far. So we'll see where that goes here uh, as we get deeper and deeper into the teeth of November. General, I had so much fun today. What do you say we do it again? We're not going to be here tomorrow, but what do you say we do it again on Monday? Together we'll know by that time what the Buckeyes' fate will be. Oh, yeah. We'll have some good... Uh... Some good hog talk with Hawk. It'll be a great one. <laughs> talk about primates with him tomorrow. Eight thirty-five should be a good one. We got our buddy Austin Ward coming on. Seven thirty-five. Fire the cannon. Jackets insider at seven twenty. Well, football Friday coming up tomorrow. It's going to be a good one. Everybody have a great day. Uncle Bo and the boys are up next. We are back live tomorrow morning at six a.m. to break everything down. Have a good one. Talk to you then. Morning juice right here on the fan. <laughs> Fan traffic from the Atlas Butler Plumbing Services Traffic Center. Hey there, and a good Thursday morning to you. Right now, no major issues on your Central Ohio roadways, but we are starting to see traffic pick up on 71 southbound, right near the Weber Road area. Also, still tracking some busy roadways if you're coming in from Marysville on 33, heading eastbound. In the 10 TV Traffic Center, I'm Amy Stagerwald. This is a fan action update. Thursday night football tonight starts out week 13 of the NFL. The Cowboys are a nine and a half point home favorite over the Seahawks. The total on tonight's game is 47 and a half. Unders in the NFL this year are hitting at a 59% rate. That is the highest start in the wild card era. In standalone games, unders are hitting at a 72% rate. For your action update, I'm Scotty Vegas. Every fan knows the right player in the right position can be a game changer. Put LifeLock between your identity and identity thieves to monitor and alert you to threats you could miss. Plus, with a U.S.-based restoration specialist on your team, you won't have to face drained accounts, fraudulent loans, or other losses from identity theft alone. All backed by the LifeLock Million Dollar Protection Package. Change the game on identity theft. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com aware.